Guys, I have a great idea. See that pile of mildewed rag full of maggots and rats? Let's look through every disease-encrusted part. Do we have to? Last time I only got a couple of broken wine glasses and they cut me. Yeah, but the time before that, we found that magically protected armor. It only took a month for the smell to go away. I'm digging around in here and... Oh, great. Looks like we woke up a dragon again. No problem. We've killed dragons before. They're not that tough, except for the one that fractured my skull. It still hurts. Okay, the dragon's dead. So is the Swarm of Giant Spires that showed up, and now we can dig into that disgusting pile. Oh, hey, I found something. What the Ferelden? It says we got here too early, and the EA in the sky hasn't allowed whatever it was to appear yet. But it does say we could get it if we pay extra money right now. Lucky! Here it comes, podcasting's finest few hours of gaming prizes. Action RPG fans, come on down. Final Fantasy players, come on down. Might and Magic lovers, come on down. And Disgaea fanboys, come on down. You are the first four contestants on the RPG Backtrack. And here are the stars of the RPG Backtrack, Phil Willis and Mike Meeky. your swords and prepare your spells. Your friends at RP Gamer got a story to tell. Are you ready to hear about your favorite RPGs? Because we'll be going back a few years in history. If you've got a backlog that is really long, we'll tell you what's right to play and what is wrong. we got RP Gamer staff on the mic to talk about these games for most of the night. So pull up a chair. We will give you no flack. You're listening to the RPG Backtrack. And welcome to a very special RPG backtrack. This is number 25, 125. How many dragons are in an age? I'm guessing 125. I'm your host, Phil Willis, and this is the ever-so-indomitable Mike Minky. I'm so inimitable now that I can be announced in the entirety by Phil. Thank you. Well, you know, you seemed a little taken back last time when I left you kind of hanging there, so... Uh, I was... It was a long day. Never mind. Yeah. Well, speaking of long days, we got some people here with some long names that I am completely prepared to slaughter. <laughs> First. It, it, it's last chance, Phil, to, to slaughter one of these names. Ooh, you're right. Marshmallows roasting over an open fire with Sam. I love you too. <laughs> Jack Frost bringing you turkey on a stick with Buddy Cutting Turkey. 
Yeah, maybe someday I'll tell you my last. I changed my last name to Smith, and then what'll you do? Ooh, you know, we got a grocery smor- uh, store over here called Smith's, so I'm sure I could come up with lots of jokes. You know, now serving on aisle five, new Becky Smith. Yeah, every everything is Smith. That's why I didn't change my last name. Wow, yeah, that kind of suck. But let's not string our last guest along, Mr. John Stringbean. Hold on, I'm over here smoking my Mildeweed. Mildeweed! Yeah. Yeah, make, sh- <laughs> make sure y'all stay on past the end of the podcast for our outtakes tonight. Um, yeah, we got a whole ensemble. We might even have some surprise guests jumping. We're just going to have to wait and see. Because tonight, this is a very special RPG Backtrack 125. We kind of jumped in a little early last episode. But hey, we got a new intro. We did our new segment last time. Nah, no new segment tonight. But um, hey, it's 125. So we're really excited. We're really pumped. really stoked. And we're going to talk about one of the biggest RPGs of all time, Dragon Age Origins. And and what, what do we what do we we talked about Edrianasi for four hours, and considering the story in Dragon Age is easily triple the size of all the Edrianasis put together squared, I'm guessing this one's going to go on for twelve hours tonight. Ooh, I hope not. <laughs> Had a long day of work today. You don't work at a casino, Phil. That's obvious. Now. As as the ever so famous Captain Planet once said, "The power is yours." That's right. The power of how long this podcast will be is entirely in y'all's hands. Because I have precious little to say about Dragon Age Origins. Though, rest assured, I have not come completely unprepared. So hold on tight. We'll be right back after these commercial messages. And welcome. We are prepared. We are ready to talk about Dragon Age, a high fantasy role-playing video game brought to you by your good friends at BioWare, published by those evil mm, corporate people at Electronic Arts. This was released originally November 3rd, 2009 on a whole crap load of platforms. This is a single-player RPG Well, we're not going to go into experience. every single platform? Mm. Please don't. You know, you know, for some reason this... I thought it was only PS3, 360, and uh, PC. Hmm. Oh, hey, I found the full list. Here we go, guys. All right, uh, let's I'm see. I'm sorry, Sam. Released here on Xbox 360 and Microsoft Windows in North America on November 3rd, 2009, and on PlayStation 3 November 3rd, 2009. But most importantly, it came out at Mac OS X on December 21st, 2009. Wow. Yeah. See, see that was so many platforms... It took us a whole 10 seconds to get through. Oh, and check out. It was ported to the Atari 2600 on January 27, 2011. Cool. <laughs> ah, yes. The 
the Atari 2600 version. That would be uh, about three seconds long, I'm thinking. What's really cool in the Atari 2600 version, there's really only enough pixels to kind of show this, like, pixelated version of a guy with this big, you know, pointy thing that only, you can only guess is a sword. When it, there's a rat that really just looks like a big square pops on the screen and you hit the fire button, you stab it with the sword, and the whole screen just turns red, and that's the end of the game. It's the rat's blood. Serious, guys. Did you guys not watch the cutscenes every time someone talked in this game? Splattered blood all over the face. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I do remember when I had to kill a werewolf. It, it was like I hit the jugular instantly. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Just really quick, and I'm going to let you guys take this away because I really don't have a whole lot to say about the details of the game. I'll save most of my criticism for the end. But, but when I started playing Dragon Age and you go through the beginning and you pick your character, blah, blah, blah. And, you, and, and the first, I, I think I picked a human, wizards. No, not even a wizard. No, no, that, whatever it was. I start off in this castle. I'm talking to people and you get the proverbial, the cliched, go and kill some rats in the kitchen or basement or whatever it is quest, right? And so the camera zooms out again to combat mode. I kill them off quick enough. You know, I saw, I thought I saw like a little Vandal Heart inspired geyser of blood when I killed the rats at the time. Didn't think much of it until I went back to turn in the quest and report to the cook that I took care of his rat infestation in the basement. And when the camera, whenever you have a chit chat, the camera zooms in so you get much better detail on the characters than in the tactical view. And my dude was covered in blood. It was as if he just ran to the shower and just put on full blast for a good five minutes and soaked himself good in blood. And I'm thinking to myself, the rats they were like dire rats but they weren't that big how in the hell do they have so much blood much less did they, 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 they pop like balloons i mean the, each each rat must have been taking lessons from gallagher or something i mean uh, obviously rodents <laughs> of unusual size have moved into the dragon age universe and, and and there is no muscle or other flesh in these rats they are blood balloons that's all they are just that's waiting right. for you to poke them Oh, that was hilarious. I'm sorry. It was it was just hilarious. It wasn't anything, you know, for me, it's not really offensive. It was just hilarious because, I mean, you know, you played a few games where you go out, you kill some rats, you might get a little blood on your sword or whatever. But the idea that your guy's just soaking, covered in blood, it just had me laughing my ass off. And it made me hard to take the rest of the story seriously because all I could think about was the blood that he was covered and it was hilarious. So, Anywho, let's talk blood about splatter off. Yeah. I never had that problem. But it was hilarious. It was just, it was just. Well, it was funny, yes. And it was. And I was like, okay, that's enough. Blood splatter off. And it was on by default. That I, I just, I can't think what they were thinking of when they're sitting around the table and saying, okay, we want this very serious game with this very serious story. What do you think? Blood everywhere? Yeah. All right. Yeah, buddy. Anywho, well, that's, this is the same mentality that led to the excessive fatalities in Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. That is ostensibly <laughs> a serious story. Yeah, I suppose how you look at it. So, who wants to talk about the story? The plot, the very story. deep plot. Yeah, it's I'm, pretty, it's pretty I, long. I, I, that's good, because I've got, I've got two and a half hours blocked just for you guys to talk about the main plot. I've got another 30 minutes for each origin, because I know you need to talk about that as well. Well, not really. Some yeah. origin, um, pretty much every origin ends with the same result of you becoming a warden. Oh no, I'm a human noble. Logan killed my family. I gotta go kill him back. Cause, yeah. Logan Wait, not Logan. It was. How? Oh, whoever it was. How? Yeah. Someone. Who is Logan's buddy? My family. <laughs> it's close enough, right? Revenge. On both. Okay, I was an elf mage, which meant that I was in the, the Tower of the Magi, and my buddy Jowan just happened to become a blood mage, and he. 
led me on a merry chase down through the basement, and because I accompanied him, I got tarred with the You helped a blood mage! tag, and got thrown out, and what do you know? There's Duncan, chief of the Grey Wardens. Was he chief? I don't remember. But he he was high up in the Grey Wardens, and he just says, well, if you're leaving, you're coming with me. Be a Grey Warden. All the origins get recruited by Duncan, this badass warden guy. He takes you off to uh, Ostagar. You're because about to... Ostagar. Hmm? Because Ostagar, a place where lots of shit happens. Yep. You're about to fight the dark spawn in Ostagar because there's another blight coming. And the king is there, King Kalin, and uh, you have to go through your uh, warden ritual, and uh, you run off with a bunch of guys who are going to die soon into the swamp. He doesn't die. Oh, yeah, true. You get, you meet Alistair, your, your buddy. You run off into the swamps, kill some Darkspawn, get some stuff, run back, yeah, become a great you have to get some blood? Wasn't yeah. Darkspawn blood that you then have to drink? And then if it doesn't cause you to go insane and suffer the immediate effects of, a, of an Ebola infection, then uh, you win. You become a full-fledged Grey Warden, I think. Yep. Yep. And then slowly corrupts you for the rest of your life. And if you somehow survive being a Grey Warden for a few years, eventually... You'll just end up going down into the deep roads and becoming a dark spot, basically. That part of the no. job description hasn't been delivered to me yet. I can wonder no. why. Uh, we're spoiling the game for Mickey. He's only about uh, three-fourths of the way through. It's fine. By the time <laughs> I get to the points you're talking about, I will have gone through the lovely, lovely... Deep roads. Yeah. Yeah, the, the dwarven caverns that are apparently really, really big. Yeah. And made of drama queens named... <laughs> Balin and Haramont and oh my god, drama queens. Yeah. <laughs> and you know oh what? Sorry. That makes me so eager to go find them. Oh boy. And, and you know what's even more exciting? Whatever you choose for those two, nothing changes. No. Not at all. Well, That's what basically, basically <laughs> one of them is a rat bastard and the other one is slightly less of one. But if you choose the guy who's a little nicer, things don't turn out so well for the dwarves. If you choose the jerk, things turn out a little better at the end, but not a ton. Hmm. Well, that, because that's... this is dark fantasy. <laughs> well, I guess at Ostagar, you you finally fight the uh, the big battle happens, and you have to which run up not, some tower. It's not reminiscent of Lord of the Rings in any way. Nope, not at all. Certainly not <laughs> reminiscent of Helm's Deep. Nope. Nope. You run up to a tower, you kill some darkspawn along the levels of the tower, and you fight an ogre at the end, which was a pretty cool boss fight, your first big boss fight, this really big ogre. And you, you light the, the flame to start, the uh, I guess, some kind of charge or something. Yeah, it was the signal for Loghain to yeah. join the fight. That's right. And then Loghain, your king's uh, highest general, who was the old king's father's... Uh, the king's father's old best friend... Uh, he leaves them all to die, basically turns around and uh, kind of like him, you know, Braveheart. <laughs> he Bravehearted him. And uh, basically the king dies, your buddy Duncan dies, a lot of soldiers die, the Darkspawn uh, take Ostagar, you escape with the help of a uh, swamp witch, the witch of the swamps. Flemeth, yep. Who has a daughter. Yeah, and you meet Morgan, a uh, recruitable character, your first mage you encounter. Unless With the you world's are most confusing <laughs> That is and, true. And really, really skinny arms. Yeah, she seems to be wearing uh, some kind of skimpy bikini top underneath a funky tank of some kind. I ended up romancing Morgan. She was more entertaining. Well, that's true. Morgan is a personality unto herself. 
But, yeah, uh, she's not very nice. I hate Morgan. But sometimes she's funny. <laughs> I openly admit it. I hate Morgan. I think she's an awful character. Really? I, I don't mind her sass and sarcasm, but I actually just really don't like her as a character. And anytime I could screw with her, I did. Because that's how much I didn't like her. I like her being kind of evil or not necessarily. She wasn't always evil. She was, um, she had her own moral system. She kind of, she was all for herself. Let's put it this way. My my revenge plot in the game when I played the human noble was, yes, I know Hal was actually the person who killed my family. I decided, I'm like, yeah, well, you were Loghain's buddy, and I took Loghain into my party and kicked Alistair out. So I was like, you get to sleep with disgusting witch. Go for it. And then you get to see the horror on Loghain's face, and I was just like, revenge had. Bitch, please. <laughs> that, that's how much I hate both those characters. <laughs> actually, I'm a liar. I actually kind of love Logan. <laughs> He's kind of ridiculous. I haven't seen enough of him to really judge him yet, except, yeah, he walked away, and now oh. he seems to be trying to conquer the, the continent. No, no, He's Loghain, taking over Ferelden. He's basically taking over Ferelden, and he's such a princess. Oh my god. That's why I love him. I'm like, why are you such a princess? I mean, I thought Alistair was a princess. L- Loghain actually might be worse, depending on how you interact with him for being a princess. I don't know. I don't Alistair's really care. Way too whiny. Yeah, so he's a good princess. See, he, I always thought Alistair was a damsel in distress in this game half the time because just the amount of times he whined and complained, it was like, are you done yet? Becky, I don't see the appeal. Why did you sleep with Alistair? <laughs> because he had a cute accent. <laughs> Why? Point taken. <laughs> I didn't have any better choices. <laughs> well, let's see. Other males. Uh... I- Zevran? I like stage four clingers, apparently, because I picked Liliana. <laughs> I like clingers. Yeah, like... I wasn't into Liliana. Hey, she was my only lesbian option. Morgan didn't want to sleep with me. I slept Morgan with Morgan as my... I was going to say, I slept with Morgan as my male elf, and I just basically pictured them having really, like, rough sex because he was such a, like, hater of everybody. <laughs> so I was like, that, that's how I'm role-playing this. I remember Scott going, like... This is the only thing you care about is who has sex with who. I'm like, yep, that's how I play Bioware games. Dragon Age Origins can indeed be a romance simulator, should you be so. Also, I trained to hate Morgan and Alistair, because I was really happy about that. I was like, my dog listens to me, this is exciting! <laughs> yes, that's right. In, in Ostagar, you do have the chance to pick up a Mabari hound, who is uh, basically Adorable. a war dog. And his, and his unofficial name is Barkspawn. <laughs> I, I named them after every single dog I've owned. So one time he was Dakota, and another time he was Lucas, and the next time I play, he's going to be Brutus. His unofficial name for me was "Sit in the Bullpen." Backup. He never, I never used him. I did. I actually used the dog quite a bit, especially in the playthrough where I pissed everybody off. <laughs> yeah, the dog loves you no matter what you do. He's a dog. Yep. Pretty much, and Ogren will basically love you too. It's really hard to get rid of him. He's also kind of like a dog. He's pretty faithful. Okay. Is he the guy that these these alcoholic gifts are for? Nobody else seems to really like them. Oh yeah, that, yes. that's who it's for. He's a okay. dwarf. They're like they're yeah. So basically, your main goal in the game is there's kind of this blight of dark spawn that is boiled up from the deep underworld of the game, and you kind of have to stop it because gray wardens are the people that are supposed to stop the dark spawn. But and doing this involves uh, killing an archdemon, right? Which is a giant yeah, dragon. It's a giant dragony thing, and you have to go around and like recruit people and stuff. 
you have to make friends with all the different races in the game because they're all mad at each yeah. other because well, John Obama. To... So you have to basically pick who you think is more useful in situations. Like, I'm sorry, the elves are really stupid. Um, so you pick <laughs> the werewolves who murder everything. Well, why mean, wouldn't you pick the werewolves? Seriously. <laughs> when I was playing as a dwarf, or not a dwarf, um, an elf, I picked the werewolves. <laughs> I had to murder all the elves, and Scott was very happy because Scott hates elves. You know, it's almost as if his ears are ringing because we have Mr. Scott Lockamater right here, right now, and he has he has something to say about what you just said. Go, Scott. Did you know I... that elves cause cancer? Mm. <laughs> cool. It's true. My grandmother died of elf cancer. Mm. How can I make this work? Don't smoke elves. They're bad for you. <laughs> but yeah, I was an elf. I had the werewolves basically come and be like, do you hate those elf bitches? And I was like, yes, I do. So they murdered all the elves. And I was like, woohoo, because elves. In, in my human no- noble playthrough, I picked the elves. Because you get a lot of them at the in the end of the game, whereas you get less werewolves. But the werewolves Yeah, but murder. werewolves can actually accomplish something. It's true. So for all the corpses you get with elves, you get lots of awesomeness with werewolves. I like werewolves. Ha! I just checked hey. this, and yes, Zathrian was voiced by the guy who did who played Tuvok on Voyager. Hmm. That's precious. I didn't well, know that. Well, well, I thought I recognized that voice every time I heard Zathrian speak, but I couldn't remember to confirm it until just now. So basically, after you wander around through the world, making friends with everybody, then you get to go to the capital of Ferelden, the name of which escapes me. But Denerim. It's, you know, Denerim. Denerim, yes. Ye olden, renaissance era kind of town. Medieval with, Renaissance. With plenty of back alleys for people to try and murder you and lots of filthy yep. piles to go through. Yep. And then it ends in a and you you have a big old political showdown in which you can be silly and side with Logan, or you can um, let uh, the old king's widow take the throne, but she's kind of a bitch. Um, or you could be like me and declare your darn self the queen of Ferelden as long as you are human noble and you marry Alistair, then you can run things your own darn self. I made it's her not marry easy. Alistair. Huh? I made her marry Alistair. <laughs> I picked Logan, and in the other playthrough, I think I had her marry Alistair as well, and Alistair was really, really pissy with me. Also, I was a dude elf, so I couldn't marry him. He yeah, well... Logan's bunnies killed, killed my family, so I decided I was going to be the goddamn queen of Ferelden. I mean, you earned it that much, right? Exactly. I killed their stupid dragon. Because you want to be queen of the universe. In that game, I did. It was a very different character than the one I played in Dragon Age 2. But, uh... but then you have a whiny husband. Yeah, whatever. Apparently, if you play the expansion to Dragon Age Origins, like, you wander off anyway. And depending on your... Alistair's not necessarily super whiny, depending on the choices you make throughout the game. You can harden him. Yeah. And also, you know, you can kind of tell him not to be such a whiny bitch, and he kind of gets a little better. So much easier to just kick him out. (laughs) And then watch him cry drunkenly in Dragon Age 2 at the bar. Does he automatically (laughs) leave if you have Logan join you, or... Yes. Yeah. He, yeah. He automatically, bails. he bails and he starts sobbing at you and a little whiny bitch. So more or less, like Logan's he's been the whole game. Whereas Logan's like, "Good, you got rid of him. He's such a little bitch," <laughs> which is something he says, which I think is great. Alistair doesn't really want to be. He doesn't really want to be king anyway. 
it's true he doesn't want to be king, but he's a better choice than, I don't know, me. <laughs> or Demon Baby. I don't think Demon, Demon Baby is in the running. Okay, just checking. Yeah, Morgan, she has some adopted mommy issues in that. She's pretty sure that she's been raised as the, um, the next, next host. host for uh, Flemeth. So that would cause some mommy issues. So you go and beat up her, beat up Flemeth, but of course you don't kill Flemeth because whatever Flemeth is, she's always got a contingency plan. And, uh, and then Maureen knows how many copies of herself she has hidden in rocks all over the lands. Yeah, pretty much. And and, and then when you're going to go kill the big demon spawn dragon, Morgan's like, hey, I can make it so that everybody doesn't die, but somebody has to sleep with me so I can make a demon baby. And you're like, yeah, that's a great idea. And Grody do because witch. then everybody doesn't die. <laughs> Grody witch suicide is a better option. So if you're I'm a male player, right. if you're a male player character, you can make the demon baby yourself, or you can make Alistair or Logan father it. <laughs> I Best spawned a demon baby. <laughs> you did? Ew! Hell yeah! <laughs> Slept with the Grody witch. Ew! Nasty! He was already sleeping with the Grody witch. <laughs> this is true. Nasty. <laughs> I'm trying to not judge you. It's very hard. <laughs> yeah, you're you're trying real hard. We can tell. That's Shut okay. Up, when we get to drag, when we get to Dragon Age two, we can all judge you, Sam. <laughs> With my drama llama. Because <laughs> you romanced and, Anders and Fenris. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, after you make the demon baby, you get to take out the uh, um, what you call it, the arch demon. The arch. Archdemon, yeah, yeah, that thing. And depending on choices you've made and how good friends you are with people and all sorts of good stuff, you can kill it and everybody lives, or some people die. You can die if you really want to. So there's lots that of ways French guy, That French guy dies no matter what. Sorry, French guy. Oh, yeah, the French guy. Yeah, Guest star really party member, French guy. <laughs> Except you, Scott. Except you. What? Yeah, I, liked, I liked French guy. He was charming. He seemed like a cool guy. He seemed like a not a-hole, which is rare in Dragon Age 1. <laughs> There's a lot of a-holes out there, and you can only stab approximately half of them. Maybe <laughs> three quarters. Three quarters. You can murder half, three quarters of the a-holes. Yes, Dragon Age, Dragon Age did um, introduce the meme of the murder knife, in which... Whenever you have a dialogue option that results in shanking somebody, it doesn't matter if you're a wizard and you only ever use a staff or if you have a great sword. Somewhere on your body, you have hidden a murder knife, and that is what you use to murder them. Well, I mean, this was basically kind of a cobbled together out of the Neverwinter Nights engine. So, I mean, unique animation, unique murder animations for staves and great swords were not quite there. As were, as were, you know, options to display your weapons in other than magnetized to your back mode. <laughs> Murder is important in this game. Man, Bioware got a lot of mileage out of that engine. <laughs> I think. In any case, you know, there's also all those decisions you get to make. Ooh, decisions. I like Win. Yes, I killed Win. I'm a fan of Win too. It's all right, she heals love, lots of people. Cool old lady. Her. Already dead. It's cool. I love when in one playthrough I killed her because I wanted to be a dick bag in that playthrough. It's it's not worth it. It is not worth killing. 
No, she's your healer. Well, no, because then you have to Morgan into being healing, or you have to play a mage who can heal. I did not do that. I was a rogue in that playthrough, and I was like, I hate Morgan. That means I have to use her more. Ah. Yeah, unlike Dragon Age 2, you cannot really get away with playing without a healer, even on easy mode. Nope, you need one. Yep. Whether you like it or not. But you can set up gambits to make things easier. I don't yeah, remember I, what they actually called them. Uh, I for, I think they may have just been called scripts, but yeah. they're, they're the it's the gambit system. Tactics, tactics, tactics. Was. That was it. Tactics. I had I had my party set up so that whenever anything attacked me, Alistair would shield bash it to the ground because you know. Well, there there was there was a lot of fun stuff that went on with that under the hood where you could start having uh, fighter rogue combo times. Like you could do some serious Bash Brothers action with that. Because there were a lot of rogue abilities that keyed off uh, negative status effects that only fighters could bring about. So it was like, yeah, and shield bash that guy, and then backstab him. I was gonna say, and that's one of the rare, rare cases where Zevran is actually useful over Liliana, which is weird. Yeah, I mean, Zevran never is my party. Zevran, my backstabber. Well, I mean, Zev was really good at the backstabby move, so um, where Liliana was better at the bow moves. Yeah. I was basically Zevran in terms of my moveset, so I never used him. That's probably a good thing. He says some very awkward and uncomfortable things. <laughs> I used everybody once, so... Say, well, you can kill Zevran off the bat, because you kind of recruit him when he's kind of uh, trying to assassinate you at Logan's behest. He's a terrible assassin. He's just business. I mean, he has a lot of businesses. I'm selling these fine leather jackets. <laughs> <laughs> Corinthian leather. I like when he talks about the anti. What is it? The Antiven shoes. Like how expensive his Antiven shoes are. It was something really just stupid. It was but... the gloves. It was the gloves. Oh, it was the gloves. That was what it was. He goes into this long, rambly conversation about the gloves, and in that instant, you can actually sleep with him, which is really weird. <laughs> like it's one of the little fire, like the bonfire conversations that you can have. But it's like really. Whereas Liliana will sit and talk about shoes forever. It's like the woman who talks about their pet forever. Maybe that's why I like clingers. <laughs> oh god! Oh god, Scott! <laughs> I'm sorry! Yeah. You're learning an awful lot tonight. <laughs> I love Liliana. It's okay. I don't. I regret nothing. I love her. <laughs> don't sleep with Zevran. You'll get Dalish syphilis. Doubtless. He looks hey, like it's still fire. better than some of the surprise me options at that one brothel. <laughs> I know. I mean, for what it for what it's worth, Zevran sleeps with everything. So you always you'll at least get an achievement for sleeping with Zevran, regardless of what gender you are. Whereas for some reason, achievos. which is you know annoying with Morgan and Alistair, who are just like we're playing hard to get. Bleh, hate hard to get. Wait, I dated Liliana. <laughs> she was the hardest to get. I take that back. <laughs> Alistair wasn't so bad. He just wasn't so sure about the whole sex thing because he was written by somebody who apparently had interesting ideas about what women find attractive. Tell you, this new Carthonassi. It's a shame they didn't get uh, Raphael Sparge back to voice him. I kept playing Liliana and Morgan off each other and telling the other one I wasn't with the other one. I had enjoyment oh, out of it. Naughty. <laughs> they can see you across the camp. Like, Morgan's <laughs> right there with her own little fire. You can see you. There's no I think Liliana no even privacy. said something like that. I saw you guys. I saw you go in her tent. She's, Why would you no, go I in her about... tent? This, that's a lie. The seam. 
<laughs> the scene is clearly outside the tent. You make out hardcore in your underwear. <laughs> in your granny panties. Which are somehow less revealing than Morgan's normal shirt. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> somehow. Like, I didn't quite get that. Morgan, where did you get that lingerie from? Must be something Flemeth had lying around. Who knows? <laughs> nah, I'm pretty sure Flemeth wears sexy undies, too. I know women who want to sleep Flemeth, okay? It's kind of weird. Not Captain Lame way. Hey, our hey. Scottish girlfriend there, she loves Flemeth to the point of, like, humping the screen. Yeah, I don't but love that Flemeth has that nothing much, to do I... with. That has nothing to do with I... Captain Lameway or her lameness. Hey, I, I think Kate Mulgrew did a good job in this game. I thought so, oh, too. It, it has nothing to do with Kate Mulgrew. It has everything to do with Captain Lameway. Um, if I disappear any time, it's because there's a cat who Ooh. really wants to jam on my keyboard. Are we talking about she whose voice is so screechy? No. I can't stand her no. voice. At least in the first season. I think she toned it down like the second or third. Well, Flemeth isn't screechy at all, so. You're talking about Captain Janeway, right? Is that what I heard? Yeah. Kate Mulgrew. Oh, that first season was horrible. She was like that schoolroom teacher. The class you just hated to go to because her voice was like nails across a chalkboard. Kind of mellowed out later on, but oh, yeah, boy. Anyways, how do we get the... What were we talking about, Dragon Age or She's something? She's the voice of Flemeth. Yes. What's that? Flemeth is the adoptive mother of Morrigan in this mm. game, and and she is a mandatory plot point. Oh, happiness. Did, did she use season one voice or like season five, six voice? <laughs> That's all I really want to know. She didn't sound like Janeway at all. Oh, okay. Whew. All right. I, I, I understand the voice actors are able to do that kind of Some of them. Some of them. Some of them, yes. Some of them have a range and some of them do not. Speaking of which, Ogren is voiced by the ever-present Steve Bloom. Dwarven Crafts, fresh from Ozone. Dwarven Crafts. He's also that guy. <laughs> Enchantment? Enchantment. Enchantment. I love him. We do not speak ill of him. Speaking Why of ever present, Cam Clark also voices in this game. The voice acting is just mostly good in this game. Claudia Black is, is Morgan, and I have the biggest crush on Claudia Black ever. I just wish I liked Morgan. Like, that is have my the biggest crush on Claudia Black. That, that's what I mean. Like, I love Claudia Black, and yet it's, I'm just like, I don't like Morgan at all. So it breaks my heart because it's like hottest woman ever outside of Gina Torres meets really awful character. I'm sorry to all you men who like Morgan. She doesn't really do much for me. And you clearly don't understand what makes the Grody Witch so hot. That's right. Only, only John can tell me why the Grody Witch is so hot. Because she had a custom texture that applied only to that default shirt that made her look like an attractive human being. Because she's Tits McGee? <laughs> and then you put on one of the mage hats and they're fucking hideous. I did that to her all the time. I was like, I have an ugly hat. All the and wizard I... hats are so ugly. <laughs> then we took pictures of it, remember? <laughs> We're like, it's like, hey, you're a knight. You get cool looking armor and you know crazy accessories. You're a wizard. Have the ugliest hat ever. It looks like and the things that, that really parents don't make children wear in winter weather. Let's just put it this way. Everything is kind of ugly looking in this game in the sense that, like, clothes just don't look like they fit right. Women look like they have man chests. That's because uh, they literally stuck on the male model. Yep. That's all they did. They were very excited in Dragon Age 2 because they're like, guys, guys, we made hips. <laughs> I was like, yay. They figured it out. They made women really skinny guys. Yeah, pretty much. 
Yeah. That's, that totally makes sense. You know, the game wasn't really about the graphics. The the, the environment uh, design wasn't very good either. It was kind of blah. I, I ever since like I figured out that I could use the tab key to show me the things I can interact with, I've been using it constantly. Yes. Yeah, I pretty um, much hold it down all the time. I did like the amount of customization, though, you could have for your character. There was a good amount of variety, so everybody could have something different, which is important to me because it takes me, like, two hours to make a character. Well, I mean, when you're when you're picking a face tattoo, I mean, you're stuck with that for, like, 80 hours of deep roads, so face tattoos matter. They were very important to me. <laughs> I was very anal about how my face tattoos looked. Yeah, their character creator wasn't bad. I made a dead ringer of Sir Patrick Stewart in it. That's kind of fabulous. Yeah, I had a I had a goal to play him as a mage and tried to make all my choices in the game as though he were following the prime directive, but I never got around to it. Well, I mean, you know, and it's Sir Patrick Stewart, so you're allowed to violate the prime directive nine times total, I think. <laughs> if we if we're choosing to count Star Trek Insurrection as a thing that happened, well. That's a better choice than choosing to count Nemesis as something happened, right? Wait, which one had the dune buggy sequence? That's Nemesis. Okay, yeah, that that's that's number nine. That's that's Prime Directive Violation number nine. But dune also, buggy the one where Picard awesome. beamed over Solo to take on an entire enemy ship. Anyway, that's just guys, you suck. I want a dune buggy. That's what I want. You do not want to. You do not want to have a Star Trek TNG dune buggy sequence. I want. I want the dune buggy for our wedding if you don't give me the damn train that's in front of the steam whistle brewery. Well, one of those seems very doable, honey. Damn straight. But I really want the dune buggy. Uh, well, you can't have Michael Dorn in the dune buggy. Why not? Because we can't get Michael Dorn. <laughs> I am pouting. I'm crying. I'm so dramatic. Uh, speaking of... Is his name Shale or Slate? I forget right Shale. now. Okay, 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 okay. Well, I, like, I like Shale. Oh, okay. Speaking of trains, this one's getting off the tracks. What happened to Dragon Age? We're talking about Dragon Age. It has doom buggies. Oh, for the love of no. Pete. I heard you talking about Shale. She's in Dragon Age. Yeah, Shale's, Shale's awesome. She's great. Shale's a she? Shale is yes. a she. Uh, really? If you if well, you do if you do her loyalty mission, you find out that uh, she was a female dwarf that volunteered to be a golem to beat up Darkspawn for all eternity, and then got sold to a wizard who was a jerk and kept calling her golem all the time, and she eventually got sick of it and squished his head. Yeah, which is fabulous. Also, Shale is yeah. awesome, or at least Shale personality awesome. And she hates pitches. Shale's great. Shale loves to refer to you as it. Well, that just saves on voice acting. For your ten dollar DLC. Also, <laughs> if, if you're a dick to everybody, Shale doesn't leave you. So, no. If you want to be an asshole, yep. If you want to be an asshole in Dragon Age, Shale will stay with you to the end of the game. So will Ogryn. Just don't take either of them on that mission through the deep roads. Oh yeah, Jims, don't take Shale on the deep road. Oh, that means no. I have to come up with a different tank. I guess it has to be Alistair. Do not do it, because then you will lose Shale, and you'll be more upset that you don't have Shale. Okay, I'm listening. Do as you're just, told. Just tank out Sten. Sten will hang. Sten oh, is awesome. Right. Forget about Sten. Wait, can't can you, just you take Shale and choose the other option? But you want golems at the end. No, I didn't get golems. I got dwarves. No, they no, smash all the, the things. It's like the I-O-N button. <laughs> the golems are pretty fun. By the way, why does Shale... 
have suffer injuries after getting down in combat. How does this a golem get a cracked skull? Um, because they Magic. all have to be subject to the same rules for game balance reasons. <laughs> Don't ask me why the healing spells work on HK forty seven. They just do. Yeah, I, if we can, if we nitpick it for, to death, then we'll be here all night. It's just I just find it hilarious that my golem, who talks about how soft everybody is, has a soft skull. Hey, pretty... the, some of those dark spawn have some serious hammers. It's true. So, anyway, in, Shale, uh, other... Shale, yeah. Shale smashes things, makes them dead. Uh, well, okay. Sten! We haven't talked about Sten, really, have we? He's trapped in a cage when you find him like a puppy dog, and it's really sad. He likes cookies. He likes cookies, and if you save him, he will be a very, very awesome party member who hates everybody, is... Everyone's kind of racist towards him, and vice versa. He's very racist, too. <laughs> he reminds me he's of a, the drow from Baldur's Gate 2. He's a Kunari. They're religious zealots that are trying to martially con- conquer the world and convert everyone to their religion. I morganed him. I didn't let him ever out of my campsite. I pretty much ignored him for the whole game. Well, here's the thing. He will disagree with you every step of the way if you... Pretty Let's much no matter what you choose. But it, he'll be like... But you can call, but he'll call you out on it, and then you'll be like, "Shut up!" And then he'll be like, "No, let's fight!" And then you fight. It's like, "Okay, we're cool now. You beat me up." Like he, like he will try to bail on you, and if you fight him, he's like, "Nope, that's cool," because he's proud warrior race guy like that. <laughs> he respects strength above all else, I guess. Yeah, well, or you could just so, keep him at your campsite, or you could just leave him in the cage. Yeah, you he's also like, he, from him. He's also really sexist. He is. But he's actually a pretty good tattoos to use it, which I did on a few occasions. Yeah, because you were always getting rid of Alistair. He's pretty good with the two swords. Yes, I got rid of Alistair because Alistair's a poop. We've established my dislike of Alistair, and his everything is, Oh, Wynn, you're such a grandma! You know what, if I was Wynn, I would have punched him in the face. Oh, (laughs) Wynn had very good comebacks to Alistair. Especially if you romance Alistair, she gets him bad. It's really fun. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yes. <laughs> it results in him saying, Yes, Win, I know where babies come from. <laughs> okay, that's kind of fabulous, admittedly. Yes, the banter in the game is really top-notch. If you yeah, like, there are definitely... You, know, you you really want to mix and match your party just so you can hear all the conversations that go on. Like, if you've got Ogren and Zevran in the party at the same time, they'll be like, So, are we going to that do the elf-dwarf thing where we're you know, comically mismatched and argue and bicker all the time? No, let's not. Okay. <laughs> I think Ogren makes comments like he would give Wynn a role even if she's, doesn't matter if she's old or not. I found that kind of funny. He was like hitting on Wynn, but kind of lewdly. That's pretty much what Ogren does with anything with Wynn. Well, he's, he's right at the right height to, for, for those to be eye-level for everyone. Why wouldn't you? If you're eye-level to tits at all times, Becky, wouldn't you talk about them more? Um, I am. <laughs> See? <laughs> Actually, Sam's eye level the tits a lot. She talks about tits. Well, my problem is I also murder people either in the privates or the kneecap. Just so you know. In Dragon Age? Whatever. Just in general? In, in most video games. <laughs> <laughs> in Dragon Age, I think I just gushed because, like I said, in one game I was the warrior and in the other game I was the rogue. I just liked gushing. Uh, I don't know. It was fun to just walk up to dudes and, like, basically turn them into a pancake. 
I'm easily amused. This is why I'm not allowed to play Western RPGs. There were a few issues Dragon Age Origins, one of which was that the combat was a little bit unba- imbalanced in favor of mages. Did we talk about combat? No, well, we I mean, really. Oh, yeah. Like, virulent walking bomb was the I win button. That, and I, I think the freezy spell, people talked about using that a lot. Yeah, well, the freezy spell, you all, you had to chase that with something, where you, you had to, like, script all your fighters to shield bash guys you throw, you froze, mm-hmm. whereas virulent, virulent walking bomb solved its own problems. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, because I played on easy mode, because I don't play these games for the combat, really. And even on easy mode, the Revenants will give you a nasty fight. But... Oh, yeah. Well, my main character, the two-hander, is pretty strong. There's, I think some of the two-handers are the best ones in the games. I was quite fond of the great swords myself, yep. Yep. which were also really handy if you're playing a warrior. I never quite understood the pleasure of playing a mage in one. Like, I tried... It's kind of boring to me. Um, I don't really like games where I'm like, ooh, it's a ah win button, because um, that's what I use shale for. <laughs> so it's like, why do I need to be a mage that just kills everything? Whereas it's funny, playing a mage in Dragon Age 2 was a lot more pleasurable, weirdly enough. I don't know. i just not into mages. Maybe that's where I'm kind of going. Playing a mage is boring. Playing a warrior is boring too, but at least, like I said, it works with my personality, my lack of patience and all. I like playing a rogue and then making the warrior walk around all the corners and pull all the mobs. <laughs> like, go warrior pet, your job to get hit. Yeah, Liliana um, serves that function for me, and she's really good at it. She unlocks everything. Can now. we just talk? Can Can we just talk about the aggro system in this game? Where it's so easy to piss somebody off. Oh uh, no! I'm just talking about being, you know, being a mage and having all my party members dead and just kiting one of those o- giant ogre guys for 20 minutes while plinking away with at him with spells here and there. <laughs> that's how you take a cat. That's how you take a castle. Kiting. <laughs> yep. Well, did you guys play on console? We yeah. did. We played on 360. Yeah, it's a the the combat is a very different experience there. I'm I'm led to understand. Yeah. I played on PC and it actually had the you know overhead view, which is really helpful in Dragon Age Origins. It, I I'm definitely missed it when I was laying down area of effect spells, sliding around from that weird isometric that quasi isometric they gave you was uh was weird. I did a plane kind of like I played Baldur's Gate. I played it overhead and did a lot of pausing and issuing commands. I didn't really use that much tactics. That's pretty much how I've been playing it, John. I tried playing it the other way, moving around. My guys would die more. It seems easier playing it like this. Also, I think I ran into a weird bug just yesterday for a whole session. My party members would not do anything unless I ordered them to do it. Otherwise, they would just stand there. I think that's literally... That's a button you can press. You probably hit it by accident. Yeah, it's in the bottom left under your characters. There's like a... A free, like a run, they'll do what they want, or you can, it's it's a clickable. Yeah, that, that's something. That's a toggle on and off. I so tried that super tactical mode. I used that. It didn't work. And then when I reloaded the game later, they did things just fine. It was weird. All good then. Good for you. Yeah, it, it was it was just strange. Me being attacked, them being attacked by a werewolf, and not doing anything. <laughs> oh look, it's a werewolf. It's biting my neck. <laughs> Maybe they'd been to the Bioware and decided they were into that sort of thing. 
Oh, the Bioware boards. <laughs> special, special place. Don't go to the Bioware board. Go to our boards. Are the Bioware boards any better than the GameFAQs boards? Well, um, I mean, the GameFAQs boards are like absolute zero, man. <laughs> you don't cross that. Bioware boards. So if you say home... that it's better than absolute zero, that's something. Well, they're different from GameFAQs. They're home to people with a large variety of un- of unusual sexual fetishes that they would like to see expressed in their Bioware role-playing games. On the one hand, this has led them to being more and more inclusive. On the other hand, they still keep pushing for weirder and weirder stuff. It, it, there's only so far, I think, David Gator wants to consider. Yeah, at what point, if you include, say, furryism, does that help sales or hurt them? I don't think it helps much. But then again, that's a whole other subject. Which does not happen in this... Well, actually, maybe in the broth. <laughs> well... It it depends. That there is that one surprise me option where you get the nug, but you both just kind of stare at each other awkwardly. Also, nugs don't. Have- yeah, that's also true. That, that's probably a different. That's a different group, I guess. <laughs> I don't want to know what it's called. Hopefully, Bioware is taking notes for Inquisition. I'm sure there's still time to alter it at this point. Okay, saving Redcliffe. That was fun. <laughs> in that it went on far, far longer than I ever expected it to. Oh, uh, well, that Redcliffe and uh, and Dwarfland, they just keep going. Like Redcliffe Redcliffe is rough because you can it'll it you can optionally detour to do the Mage Guild in the middle of it, which leads you to even more stuff. Like, I like Redcliffe. I didn't like the little blood mage place where I forgot what it was called, where you get warped and you're in like this Oh, the fade? The fade. It yeah, the never fade. stops. Oh. Especially the first time when you're trying to figure out the puzzle element of it, and you're like, where you, you just keep going back through the same areas, trying to figure out what you needed to do. Turn into Even a the mouth. Second... Turn into the burning man. <laughs> Turn into the golem. Yeah, that's the say, the, the fade is all about Stompy Golem. Once you get Stompy Golem, you're all... This is true. Stompy Golem wins. I just love throwing a big rock at everything and watching it die. Yeah, pretty much. And I gotta love the the whole idea of hey, we've built this game around having a party of four at all times and bouncing around and doing different tactical stuff. Let's take three of those people away. Let's see how that works. Yeah, that's why you need Stompy. That's, that's why my least favorite part of the game. I think there's a mod to let you just skip right through that. Well, you do get a bunch of permanent stat increases, but the price is pretty high. Well, they it'll it'll give you the permanent stat increases, and you don't have to play it. Oh, that, that's that awesome. Because <laughs> it's not like you can take any items out of the fade with you. Well, you do get to see some kind of cool uh, cutscenes with your party member. Like, there, there's there's some minor character stuff, but at the same time, most of the character stuff is, you go to camp, you talk to everyone, you learn some things, you make notes to buy gifts later. Like, I feel like the information you get, they would volunteer anyhow. Just if you keep going back there and go, come on. Okay. I really should have known better with the the cat lady's stick than to give it to Win, even though she's the only one who can take it because it says it smells of cat urine and whatever else. And what do you know? She didn't like it very much. I think that drops her affection by 50. That's not very nice. <laughs> Why would you give her pee-pee? I was curious because no one else could take it, and I figured... Damn it! I bought this stupid thing from the dwarf who shows up in my camp and serves as my shop. Who's it really for, dude? 
You gave her cat pee. I'm sorry, but if I was an elderly old lady who could bitch slap people, I would bitch slap you. <laughs> you don't give elderly ladies cat pee. It's not cool. Are you looking for the perfect gift for the perfect woman? Then come to Zales, where we're now selling cat piss. You tell her that she cares with the sweet smell of cat urine. When she sees that golden ember color of awesome liquid, a smile will come across her face right before she slaps yours. I mean it lovingly, but why would you give her cat pee? I mean, honestly. Because... Like, you hate her that much. Because obviously you lost 50 affection because, you know, you gave her cat pee. I'm sorry, you would look like 100 with me. <laughs> Poor Wynn. Wynn needs a hug. Now my cats are sad because they give us cat pee every <laughs> I'm sure they tell you it's a gift. Wow, uh, we go some interesting places on this. <laughs> you brought it up! Dragon Age Origins is a special kind yeah, of game. Yeah, that, that just came from the whole topic of gifts. And there are some <laughs> that you just shouldn't give to people. You didn't learn your lesson. You still gave it to her. No lessons learned for you, cat pee giver. Dang it, Sam. Now I'm not going to give you any cat pee. Okay. I have a fresh cat box just waiting to be looted for little treasures, and you don't get any. It's okay. I get presents with my bulldog. That's dog pee. That's something entirely different. I meant Nick, other Nick gifts. knows this. I meant other All right. So. Let's please get um, into the topic. Please. It's all Jooms' fault, by the way, but please let's get on this topic. The way we derail is sometimes quite disastrous. You think? Um, okay, Lady of the Forest. Reminded me of that freaky lady in the grudge. There. I remember Lady in the Forest. Is that the stupid elf thing? Yeah, she's the, the thing that turns into Witherfang, and uh, she looks like a really, really, really pale Asian woman with incredibly black peels, and she's got roots covering her instead of clothes, and... Uh, she just looked like the lady in the grudge. So I expect her to go, ah, anytime. That's stupid. I hated that bit. That's why I sided with werewolves. But she was the leader of the werewolves. I know, but now that I think about it, it's still stupid. Why would a tree own the werewolves? Someone explain. How does tree equal werewolf? Because Tuvok said so. Or, uh, what? You know what? I'm out of this conversation. Drop the microphone. Bam. Out here. Gone. I'm really hyper and really sleepy at the same time. How is this possible? <laughs> Awkward. So, anything else you all want to divulge about Dragon Age Origins? The pornography is really bad. I think we already said that. <laughs> it's yes, worth everyone... mentioning again that it is really bad. Everyone looks uncomfortable and sad. <laughs> I don't know Isn't why. Isn't that how it normally is? <laughs> oh. Oh, it's, it's never as good as you think it's going to be. You walk away disappointed. Disappointed, bits. Especially if you're a dwarf. And the result is a demon baby. Demon baby. <laughs> demon baby's gross. We've established that too. Gross. Gross demon baby. Gross. Okay, any other deep thoughts we need to sh share before we go to our final okay. opinions? So, for a game that bills itself on being a dark fantasy, it is altogether too easy and uh, really without any serious cost 
to take the idealistic route every single time. You know, I'm glad you brought that up, Scott. You know, because you don't... You, you never have to roll the hard six. You never do. Yeah. You know, I mean, I think my biggest criticism against the story after listening to all y'all and what little bit I played, it's is that it's just not... Um, oh, great. I, I'm totally drawing a blank now. Um, shoot, somebody else talk for a minute while I think. Thinking hard. Yeah, I just, I just drew a blank. Well, I, I, yeah, I really didn't... I really don't consider it a, a dark fantasy per se. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of a-holes running around, but other than that, like it's it's still more more of a heroic fantasy than a dark fantasy. Oh, I think that's it. That's what it is. It's not Game of Thrones. I mean, everyone knows that Game of Thrones is like the most ever epic book and television fantasy series. I mean, it practically defines dark fantasy. And and the people in the game just live way too long. I mean, come on. Read any Game of Thrones or watch any Game of Thrones doohickey. People die as soon as you begin to start caring about them. Why don't these people die off for, huh? Well, Where's the fun in that? Do die. The but girl you came with enough. at the beginning dies. Your family dies. Duncan well, dies, I mean, King Kalen dies, all in like the first few hours. Well, the I first mean, few dead are... dudes are just easy backstory. Yeah, I mean, the, the early deaths, I mean, that's that's typical for, for uh, you know, RPGs. I mean, that's usually the, the thrust that gets the hero out the door. No, no, Game of Thrones is cool because it continues to kill people throughout the whole entire thing. And it always happens when you start caring about them. And just when you latch onto a new one, ah, he dies too. Yeah, where's all the deaths? Where's all the bodies? Yeah, but people would really hate if you're main characters that you have been building up just suddenly die. Die. They all die. Well, and, you know, lots of that kind of death isn't necessary to have dark fantasy, but... Dark death. You know. Well, I mean, like, it should force you into... Like, the cynical options should be almost... Not necessarily... I don't want to say forced on you, but you should be choosing between evils more often than not if you're saying you're a dark fantasy. And here it's just like... Uh, yeah, you can you can sort of take the quick and easy way out, or you can do this side quest and quest and be a good guy about it. Yeah, I mean the game doesn't moralize to you about it the way uh, others might, but it's still like, yeah, yeah, you can be the nice guy. You can. It's there. Hell, there's more like, XP in being a nice guy. That's actually one of the more annoying aspects too, having done both a douchebag playthrough and a really nice person playthrough. Um, I just noticed, like, my levels were so much lower in my douchebag playthrough. Then I had no friends. I kind of need friends. <laughs> yeah. Like, douchebag playthrough, it's like you, the dog, Ogryn, and Shale. <laughs> I had Alistair for some reason still in mind, remember? Yeah, I think <laughs> you managed to turn him to the douche side of the force. And for some reason, Liliana <laughs> was completely oblivious to everything. <laughs> Which I don't have power either. I found it really odd that there was a little quest you can do for the back alleys of Denerim where you just dispose of a bunch of bodies. And even though I had Wynn and Liliana in my party, they didn't say anything. They didn't have any problems with me just doing body disposal into a well. <laughs> Which That's someone's drinking water, man. Yeah. Well, it said, that this day was going, it said that the well was going right out to sea. It looked like a well to me, but... It was supposedly going right into the ocean. We we know how well medieval cities kept their water clean anyway. Dysentery just waiting to happen. Sense. I guess that makes sense. I don't know. I didn't have as much fun playing a douchebag, which made me sad. 
I got more pleasure out of like watching Logan have sex than I did anything else in that game. And I'm not gonna lie, I love Dragon Age. I do because at the end of the day, I had a lot of fun role playing. And the game gives you tons of options that you can pick from. Yes, some of them feel a little superfluous, but it's kind of okay by me. I don't know why. It's not like it's, hey, you either are Paragon or Renegade. Or you're Snarky Hawk versus Serious Hawk versus Tool Hawk. <laughs> Just saying. That was so much more streamlined and kind of lame for it. At least in this game, you can, you know, have a variety of options, and not all of them mean the same thing, which is kind of nice. Yeah, there, there isn't really a morality meter. Nope. No, there isn't. It's just what your other party members approve of, which you're free to agree with or disagree with. And if they're ticked at you for making one or two, does you just give them what the gifts? And they'll just, like, for some reason, be, like, suckered back into your affections. Yeah, that was okay. kind of an out. I think it would have been better without the gift. I can agree with that. So, if you piss off Morgan enough, she'll leave? Is this right? Um, There's that, or you can just basically tell her, no, I don't want your demon baby. That's gross. And she'll just walk away from you. Because, basically, your ending options are, like, you know, you can have the demon baby, you could kill yourself, you could sacrifice Alistair if you want to, or Loghain, you know, depending on which one you have. Um, And, yeah, I... I know in one of my routes I went sacrificial lamb, mostly because I wanted the Chivo for being a sacrificial <laughs> lamb. That was that was my douchebag uh, elf man. I did that to him. Yeah. Told you, demon, ba- demon Babby revenge <laughs> in my first place. I've been getting achievements. I don't know where they are, though. Steam isn't showing me any. Well, and you said it was the same are... for you, Sam. You look at it and you can't see any achievements for me. I know, and chibis are important. Okay, they're not, but I like them for some reason. Plus, they, they all the show, DLC they show up, up on your... Important, uh, I would have had to play Agarest even more. They, they show up on your Bioware social network, and we're all using that every day, right? Yeah. Because Becky slept with everybody, and by that I mean Kyle I slept that. with everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, hey. I looked at the Snapchat, and I was linking my picture to Jean-Luc Picard to people, and they're like, you slept with everybody already? I'm like, no, only Alistair. The rest is my husband. Kyle really likes with everybody. <laughs> I have Kyle, a what do you have to say about your 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 um, bedtime Psycho. habits in Dragon Age Origins? He says it was amusing. There you have it. Yeah. Uh, don't we also have DLC to do tonight? Yes, there's lots of DLC. Return to Ostagar was really boring. And you just yeah. go through a mission, yeah. and you're like, oh my god, I'm a Grey Warden. Look at me go, Grey Wardeny. And then you find some pretty Kaelin's good loot. Body. You do get really good loot, but you find Kalen's body and he's crucified like Jesus, which is not cool. <laughs> yeah, since when and did Dark Spawn do that? Yeah, uh, they they saved it just for that one guy. And then there's Warden's Keep, which is it's a pretty cool. It, it's a good little expansion, and it gives you some storage space other than your backpack. But they did the douchebag thing of having a guy in your camp with the quest exclamation point on his head. So you so you're like so there's the part of your brain that goes exclamation point let's talk to him and it's like yeah my family owns this castle that you need to clear out and clear our names for eight ninety nine eh eh you're making me glad oh, I got yeah. the ultimate edition because it came with all yeah. that I think yeah. I had the the collector the signature edition didn't it come free with that at, at launch uh, yeah I think the launch one might have if you bought if if you bought the best version the best of the collector's edition yeah I think that's what I got. Um, I don't know. I think I, I, I had it from day one, and I, I don't think I got the collector's edition. No, I don't I think, remember why I had it. 
But... I think, if anything, it was the other way around. I thought it was that was the one you get in Return to Ostagar was the one that if you bought the Ultimate Edition, it was free, but if you didn't, you had to pay for it. No, that. I had to buy Return to Ostagar after. Okay, so. Yeah, yeah Return know. to Ostagar. Shale and, um, and yeah. Ones keep, came with it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Shale is DLC. You want Shale. Yeah, you want Shale. Shale's good. Shale's perfect. <laughs> I know you okay, weren't um, with him, John, but... Uh, all right, he's worth so having, here's right? the deal, is that if you bought the Collector's Edition on PC, you got Warren's Keep for free. If you bought it on a console, uh, you didn't. Uh, okay, that's why. Mm-hmm. Maybe I did get the Collector's Edition. I don't remember. It was a long time ago. you have a, a metal case for your game? No. It, it was also digital. I don't know. We have yeah. a metal for ours. I get confused half the time with it. Well, there were also, in addition to the ones that were incorporated into the game, there were a few uh, that you could access that were total side stories with different characters that you access from the main thing. Like, Darkspawn Chronicles was kind of neat. I hated that. that well, it, it was like this alternate universe where your character died when they drank the demon blood at the beginning. So you play through the final campaign of the game as, like, a super awesome demon guy, and you would summon other demons, and you would fight and kill all the main characters. I didn't like having to kill Bark Spawn. I didn't want yeah, to kill the dog. I felt Everyone bad about the dog. Die. I felt bad about that dog. And there is, uh... Leliana's song, where you get to learn Leliana's backstory if you happen to care. It's actually kind. Of, that one's actually kind of interesting. Like that. I like, like that cool, one. I, that that actually has some cool gameplay bits, even if you don't necessarily care about uh, Liliana. Yeah. Also, you learn about her lesbian romance. <laughs> and her conversion our... to the church. And her conversion to the church. Tr- her lesbian romance. And there's She's also uh, and and there's witch hunt, which was like more deep roads, but. You know, it got you got to follow up on Demon Babby. Did you actually find anything out about Demon Babby in that one? Because I heard didn't find out much. Yeah, nope. no, it was more crypticness. Uh, here's Demon Babby again, and you're just like BS. Everyone was ticked like, because they wanted to kill Morrigan, but they couldn't. Yeah, I think I, re- I remember liking the spider boss fight in it. That's what I remember. What about Awakening? Awakening, oh, Awakening is was wonderful. An old... Awakening was like an old school expansion pack. That was really yeah. fun. Good but buggy. I almost stopped because uh, I think there's a part where you get imprisoned or whatever. You're captured. Oh yeah. And, uh, oh yeah. Basically, there's a certain thing that happens to where you're you lose all of your main character's gear. And oh. I caught that bug, and I didn't realize I'd caught that glitch until the very end of that dungeon. So I had no oh, save to go back Does that on. Mean he's walking around in the speedo again. Yeah. yeah. Well, you basically, as you go through, you collect everyone's gear, and you're supposed to collect yours. And when I got to mine, it was empty. And I read about it. There's a bug that happens sometimes. There's a tell that you can pick up on at the very beginning to know if you got the bug or not. But I didn't realize that that bug was going to be there, so I lost all my main character's gear. Almost made me stop playing it. Yeah, that that was like a a 10-hour side. Awakening was like a 10-hour sequel campaign where your your guy is now the commander of all Ferelden, and you have, like... You're also a duke, and you have to deal with duke problems. Well, you're commander and... of the, the uh, Cray Wardens. Yeah, well, you're, you're the regional commander, which doesn't mean as much because the wardens actually have land and titles in Ferelden now, which means you're responsible for a whole lot more shit. And then the Darkspawn have... Um, two of them have gained spontaneously gained intelligence and are now uh, doing a little follow-up campaign on Ferelden just, just out of revenge 
and you have to team up with a whole bunch of new guys. And, and they're her. actually all cool. They're all cool, actually. I liked them all. I liked everybody. I liked Anders, but that's because Anders tried to sleep with everybody. For I was some disappointed reason. I got Ogren again. I didn't really like him. Oh, I love how, 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 how Ogren. He's a, he's a drunken dwarf man. He smashes things. I like I the uh, undead spirit guy. Oh, yeah, oh. that guy's awesome. I, I liked all the characters in that one. Awakening actually was just a lot of fun, and it was pretty refreshing, actually. I liked all the environments. Like, that crazy haunted swamp thing was cool. Yes, it was. Yeah, I like that place. I like Sir Pounce a lot. That's a cat. <laughs> it does... It, you, you, it does you cat things. click the button, and you click the button, and it pops out and meows. It's not no, as cool as like, yeah. Spawn. That's what they're for. <laughs> Bark Spawn will eat... Barkspawn eats orcs. The cat just makes noises. Well, boohoo. Also, the Lana. She was pretty awesome. I liked her plot. And I don't generally like elves, but I actually thought her story was kind of nifty. Like, her I sister's like... kidnapped by the Darkspawn, and you actually have to go to the Wending Woods, and it's a really cool environment in the game. Yeah, I liked her more than the other elf. Or the other mage, sorry. Um, trying, oh, well, yeah, Anders. Yeah, and Nobody likes right. Anders except me. I like Anders. I didn't like the uh, dwarf rogue either. I liked I liked Sigrun. Sigrun was cool. You didn't like she was cute. you didn't like Sigrun, John, because you didn't fully apply yourself to help you out with that. I have brought on Michael Apps. He's all about applications. He's kind of late. Just a little late to the yeah. party. He has no. a baby. Kind of like well, done. It's okay because all your opinions about Dragon Age are wrong. Even the ones I agree with. Dun, dun, dun. I already told him it's already a crappy game because it's, it's not... Um, what was that thing? Oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. And Game it's, of Thrones is the bestest. Was, was Justice the warrior that came from the Fade? Justice yeah. Was yeah. Cool. yeah like, he's, okay. the, he's the undead guy. Cool. Justice is the one you slept with in Back Age 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm slow. <laughs> Thumbs up. And Ender was a demon in the south then. <laughs> it was that unmemorable, huh? Well, no. When you get to Awakening, you'll learn why, and then you'll play Dragon Age 2, and your brain will kind of go, oh, yeah. Ha, 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 again. <laughs> I may have slept with Anders in Dragon Age 2 and enjoyed it. Except he kicked my dog. I didn't like that very much. Well, I had the option to tell my dog to bite him. I also yeah, slept you with have Fenris. To tell the dog where to bite him. I wish. I also slept with Fenris in that game. Fenris is a JRPG hero. We're not talking about that game yet. You ever take a few ellipses? He's Squall. What else is new? Only like. But um. I'm trying to remember. I think we missed one of the smaller DLCs. Golems of Agramergamergagagagag. Nobody cares about the Golem DLC because it was bitch hard unless you played it on easy and basically you punch some golems the golems get mad at you you punch a few more done TLC. and it's more and it's more deep roads and there's a certain point where like you know what i haven't had enough deep roads in my life i remember the puzzle in that dlc being really really fiddly and annoying this game had really fiddly puzzles like they weren't marked or indicated but like you'd be walking through the castle of Dwarfland, and you'd know there'd be like pressure. You'd come across pressure-sensitive tiles, and if you figured it out, you got an awesome sword. 
but you spent half an hour running around that castle p- positioning guys to do it. Which was less fun. That's so okay. But on the other hand, I think this was the first Bioware game that didn't feature Towers of, Anno- of Hanoi in any way. I felt yeah, betrayed. Yeah, <laughs> And then Mage Tower. No, there like... were no Towers of a- There was no Towers of Hanoi puzzle in there. No, it was just a tower. Like, SMT. Here, let's go up the tower and something happens. No, a Tower of Hanoi is a type of puzzle. Um, you've probably done it in Layton with a stack of things. If I did, I don't remember. Okay. It's not actually a puzzle. It's mostly a time waste. Okay, because I'm just that slow tonight. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? I don't know. How about we just all say that Morgan's grody and Alistair is whiny, Liliana is clinger, and... Severin is a creeper, and that there were no great sexual partners in this game. And Shale is the best. Shale, Shale is the is best. best. We can all agree on that. a sexual partner, and that's probably a good thing. <laughs> I don't know. That would be very difficult to what, you don't you don't think Bioware could have found a good way to, to do that in a tasteful way? I don't think the granny panty. <laughs> I think tasteful, you may need to change your adjectives here. <laughs> Well, I have to say that playing this on a laptop means that I'm constantly using a hand fan to keep the thing from overheating because Origins is a fairly intensive game, and I do not want this machine to be fried, even though it's I'm having fun. Well, I, I, you should get one of those lap pads that adds extra fans to it. <laughs> I, I don't think Origins is that intensive. Do you have a really old laptop? Because what it's am I? Four, it's four years old, but okay. it's 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 frequently making the fan go at full blast and. My last laptop died because the motherboard got overheated, so I do not want that to happen again. Uh, okay. well, one, of, one of my biggest memories of this game was, hey, this will actually run on my crappy laptop. Yeah, it runs most of the time just fine, except I'm having trouble understanding why it has such long load times when I have the whole game right there on my hard drive. I've, I've oh, dealt yeah. with about 30-second load times occasionally. Hmm. For some reason, a lot of it's in Denerim when I go out of buildings and it's trying to load the whole town around me and it takes forever. Hey, Mike, I, I, you know, that almost sounds like complaining, but I know what you really want to emphasize is how those long line types gave you more opportunity to think about the moral choices and consequences you were facing this RPG epic. And and the little helpful text they give you on load screens in BioWare. Yeah, so, and- sometimes I will see the same thing ten times in a row. Other times I will see... Genuinely useful things that promptly vanish because that load screen only lasts two seconds. I'm I'm looking at the system recs for this, and I'm like, I'm not sure why you're having problems with it, even with a four-year-old machine. Integrated graphics card, maybe? Not a dedicated That's one? That's probably it. Yeah. Well, it, it runs, and so long as I keep the fan going, my machine is working just fine. <laughs> I'll take that. So, any other thoughts about Dragon Age Origins? I have um, a few. The music was cool? Yeah, music was pretty good. Not necess- I did not like the song that Liliana sings when you're like, hey, when she's like, hey, I dig you, I'm going to stop the action to sing this song. I-, I got about two minutes into the French choir, and I was like, yeah, X button. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember when that happened on Kyle's screen. I was like, what's going on over there? That and the mouth lip syncing doesn't change even though she's singing, so it looks completely wrong. Okay, yeah, that lip sync was uh, rough, and and it's a nine on it's a nine on Zer soundtrack, so it's pretty it's pretty good. 
He knows what he's doing. I am indifferent to the music. At least there's nothing really bad there. I can't say I remember a lot of it all that well. Uh, didn't but... didn't they didn't this continue the Bioware tradition of having a terrible pop song from an Edmonton band as the end credits? They started doing that with they they did it for Dragon Age and Mass Effect and it was like both of them were bad. No, when the end credits were happening, I was just, I was still busy being angry that they screwed up my uh, um, what you call it choice tab choice uh, things that I made. It was like you married Alistair and we're the queen. Then you wandered off all by yourself because you didn't marry anyone. I was like, what just happened? Like <laughs> the, the the ending flags in in Origins were really messed up. That was kind of. There were also, like, a billion of them, so, like, even, like, really minor side quests would have a flag. Like, there was this whole thing about this dwarf girl that wanted to go to the the mage's tower and study, and if you convinced them to do it, she re- revolutionized their opinions about lyrium. But I'm like, why do I care? Why does she get a whole page of text? <laughs> But yeah, Dragon Age was pretty nifty. How about you, Mr. Apps? Well, um, I definitely enjoyed pretty much everything about the story in this game. The characters, Shale was awesome. Um, other warrior guy whose name I can't remember for the life of me was awesome. Sten? No, no. Ogren? Probably. Or Alistair. Uh, not Probably so not Alistair, though. <laughs> Zephyr? Yes. No. It's only Alistair. Okay, Yes. Uh, Less awesome were some of my issues with the battle system. Uh, Lack of classes. I mean, really, when I was playing this game, what kept coming to mind, at least, you know, I played on PC when I was not playing in, like, the zoomed-out view, uh, I always was, like, wishing I could have the interface from Final Fantasy XII. I thought that would have fit this game perfectly. But, yeah... See, I, I don't feel like... I never felt like the la- there was a lack of classes just because the specialization options were pretty solid. Uh, that's true. It just felt like since the mages obviously ended up so powerful that I uh, wish there was some other choice there. But I can see what you mean. I mean, uh, you could have one... You know, you can have a mage focus on healing and one more on damage. And so there were definitely some more options there. But I don't know. Wanted a little more, but overall a very good game. I didn't use a mage in this game at all, so you I didn't, didn't use have a mage. That nope, <sighs> I think mages are boring. Oh my god! Not even win? No, I, I used win. But I'm just saying, I never played as a mage. I don't find playing mages in games interesting or fun. <sighs> I did it in Dragon Age Two, and it was okay in Dragon Age Two. Listen, mages make the world go round. It's called, it's an instant win button. Why would I want to play an instant win button? <laughs> my, my poor mage has gotten his butt kicked a few times. Maybe that's just because yes. I don't know how to handle him. Very squishy. Yeah, I mean, in, in most games, they're, they're, they're usually counterbalanced by the fact that they're squishy. Um, in some games, they're just almost useless at the lower levels, but at the higher levels, that's where they kind of come into their own as your fighters and stuff seem a little bit less useful, but it all depends on the game. I, I Hey, I got the um, armored mage kit thing. That was fun to play as. <laughs> Fireballs from the front lines. Hey, hey, nothing wrong with that. No. A little fire up front, that's the way to teach them. 
So, uh, any I like that you could turn friendly fire off. That was kind of awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how many times I accidentally killed people in that game due to my own negligence. (laughs) That's pretty funny. Oh, I did it a few times. I swear, even with friendly fire off, when I use the the cone freeze spell, what cone of cold, whatever it is, I have managed to freeze my own people a couple times. I guess they're just that stupid. Uh, I think the friendly fire turns off damage, but not necessarily the secondary effect, so sometimes they'll still pick up the negative status effect because they tank the save. That could be. I'll have to look at the text closely. Well, I don't even think it's... I don't know if it's in the text or not. I think it's just one of those weird coding errors that crept in. Oh, and there's a lot of text in this game. Optional text, if you want to read it. Oh, Oh the code... like. Th- yeah, this game has one of those crazy codexes that you can just dig into. Like, you can tell that David Gator spent seven years on and off developing this setting with uh, Drew. Yeah, there's... I haven't even tried to read everything yet, but I'm sure it would take me a good five, six hours. And it's not like Mass Effect 1 where they'll have a guy read it to you. No pleasant, no ple- pleasant British guy to read it. Hey, they put in for a lot of voice acting already since... What, aside from your own responses to questions, isn't voiced? I can't think of anything offhand. Yeah. And it's not like there's a surfeit of content in this game. God damn, there's a lot to do. Like Bioware usually does. It's true. Even with even without uh, the many DLC packs, there's just uh, a ton to do. Even if, even, you know, just playing... He- in one through, playthrough, different choices. Yes, in one playthrough. Never mind multiple playthroughs. Like, I mean, the, for pure value per dollar, which I think what the um, the ultimate edition is going for about twenty bucks these days. That is all the expansion packs and Awakening, and you will lose two hundred hours easy with one character yeah. doing all I of it. it. I, I got it when it was seventy five percent off, and I think that was fifteen bucks. Definitely yeah. worth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, dollars per hour, you you win. You win. I mean, that, that ended up so cheap that I bought it both on PC and PS3, because why not? And that's, I, I got I got it in a bundle with Dragon Age 2, you know, for, gosh, something like 15, 20 bucks on a oh holiday sale. Yeah, I had both one and two. Now, if you go and you buy it right now, I'm looking at um, Origin, which I believe you got to get through Origin. There might be a Steam version, but when I bought a Steam uh, version... No, once, uh, this is the one of the last games that doesn't, from an EA company, that does not require Origin. So there is a Steam version I was, at 30. I was going to say, I did buy the Steam version first, and I could not get the game to work on Steam. I had to go to EA and put my uh, serial code that I got from Steam, even though that's not what Steam had indicated. I could not get the bloody thing to work on my Windows machine uh, through I Steam. I the opposite. I got... Yeah, Steam informed me that I was going to have to put these this disk code in, so I copied the thing down, uh-huh. just in case, and then 43 hours later, I've never <laughs> had to enter it. <laughs> well, there, yeah, Steam does that a lot. I mean, that's that's that uh, you'll find out the more you, yeah, Steam does that, and, and 98% of the time, you don't ever actually need to enter the code anywhere. But yeah, for some odd reason, I don't know why, so I ended up redeeming the code on my Origin account, which, uh, uh, because my wife is really big into Sims, and I'm big into Command and Conquer, um, we, we do have an active Origin account. Anywho, uh, 30 bucks on there, looks like it's 30 bucks on Steam, or you can just wait for a sale 
because they do go on holiday sale quite often. Like I found it. Yeah. So it sounds like you guys are heartily recommending Dragon Age Origins, despite a few snafus. Here's here's a quick question for you guys. Um, so Dragon Age Origins, right? The big thing is the origins. You guys touched on how each character has an origin. But uh, I've read a few reviews that feel like that maybe that whole origin angle was a missed opportunity. What, what do you think about that opinion? Uh, I think, again, there, there's six is fine. I think having six options for backstory is fine. But do you feel um, like do you feel like that 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 backstory once you got out of the introduction was that important later on in the story? Did it feel like it? it but they they always managed to do at least one callback. I think, I think it had the, the biggest problem. Origin. Um, I yeah, feel like some came back better than others. The origins that really carried well through the full game because you end up dealing with politics so much. And with the people who screwed over your family in the first place, well, the, dro- the, the like dwarven the noble is the same not case. As much connection. Yeah, the, yeah the, the dwarven noble is the same case as the human noble. I, I actually playing a human noble. I had trouble sort of getting into that headspace where I would give up on bloody revenge on the house. I, I realized having because it was my second playthrough, I knew I would get to kill Arl How later on, but it's like no. I, I don't care about this. I want to stab. I, I want to stab Tim Curry right now. <laughs> and e- even the dwarven noble is getting to go back through Dwarfland and be like, "Yeah, I'm back. You guys really screwed me over, didn't you? I, I'm I'm gonna make sure this ends badly for each and every one of you. Good day, sirs." <laughs> okay. Um. Anything else before we wrap up? No? All right. Well, thank you very much. Do you have much. any final thoughts, Mr. Apps? Yeah, what about you, Mr. Apps? Uh, I was just trying to think of a few things. Um, so did you guys talk about, like, the in the PC version, the zoomed-out tactical view you could use at all? Yeah. Yeah. Did you guys like that? Mm-hmm. I like it, yes. You like it? Because yes. when, I, when, I go for, when I go down for the third-person view, it... It kind of locks the camera unless I manually move it, and that annoys me when I'm trying to see everything. Maybe it was just because I was playing on a laptop with a trackpad, but I just found it kind of tedious after a while. Partially due with trying to play in a harder difficulty as well, which uh, was even harder on the PC. But uh... Yeah, I've, I've noticed that a lot of times archers in particular will be shooting at me, and I can just barely get the cursor over to where the red circle indicating the target is. Or sometimes not at all. Yeah. Overall, nice. it is nice to have that option, at least. I will say that. Uh, I can't remember if that showed up in the PC version of 2 at all, but uh, yeah. I think that's that's all I got. Buy Dragon Age. It's cheap. It's cheap, but it's good, but it's deep. And the best yeah. part of all is that for that thirty dollars, you're getting you're getting the uh, awakening, I believe it's called the expansion, plus all that DLC that we talked about. You don't actually have to pay separately from. Yeah, it's, it's I think all of it, if uh, you know, is there. So um, that's what I got. I got the ultimate edition, and I saw the links where you know inside the game where it's like activate your DLC here, and it was already there. So that was super awesome. But <laughs> I, oh, I it, it is missing something. It is actually missing something. It is missing the bonus items you get for having played the Flash game. Oh, that was only available true. in the lead oh. up to the launch. 
So you do not get your uh, belt of many pockets that I have. For oh man, I have one of those too. Mm. I actually really like that Flash game. I wish I did too. Uh, I, it to yeah. iOS or something. Yeah, or maybe you know, add a little more to it and, and release it as a ten dollar iOS game. I'd pay for it. Like I yeah, if yeah. that was if that was a bigger thing, I would have paid like eight or nine bucks for that on a yeah. tablet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do they still run that anywhere? Is there anywhere where anybody can still go back and play that? I'm I'm googling it now. Okay, I wonder. I I thought for some reason in the back of my head I'm thinking Facebook. Um, oh, the the Facebook game is a different thing. Oh, that's a different thing. Okay. It it still gives you bonus. Oh my god, it's still available. <laughs> like I'm loading it right now. Right now. Okay, so you can still go back and play, guys. I, I highly recommend. In fact, uh, you know, I, I I hate to say this, but um, uh, again, I haven't put that many hours into uh, Dragon Age Origins proper, but I did enjoy the battle system in the tactical one a little bit more than my brief experience with the Origins game. That's just saying. Um, <laughs> as far as the combat. Okay, goes. as long as we bring that up again, the violence, the bloodshed, the bloodshed. Anyone else? Notice it as much as filled it. Oh but, God! Uh, well, I mean, just the the talking, the dialogue sequence where your character is covered in blood for some reason. We could and turn the optional, off, di- yeah. Well, there's also the optional dialogue of "Hey, dog, lick all this blood off my face." Thanks. Oh, oh God. <laughs> Ew. Putting some ideas in the dog's head there, maybe. Well, maybe it's like salty, tasty blood. I don't know. Maybe the dog enjoys it. Oh, I'm sure dogs like that sort of thing, but it's still, like, awkward to ask the dog to do it for you. Well, blood is hard to get off. Maybe maybe you're just really tired and you don't want to go through all the effort and hassle of getting the blood out of your clothes. Here, dog, suck it out. Yeah, fighting monsters is hard work. Too funny. Okay, well, thank you all very much. Uh, we're going to take a brief break. And we're going to be right back with something a little special. Hold on tight. So welcome back. 
It's our 125th episode. We like to do new things. We mix it up with a new theme song at the beginning of the show and new segment. We started off last time, but that segment will only come up once every, I don't know, three or four shows as I get through those uh, old games, the RP, uh, my RPG track. So another new segment we want to do, as you might have been able to tell from the beginning song that I just played, is 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 we're going to call this, what did I say we're going to call this? The Rescue Crew? Mike, is yeah. that what we're calling this? Yeah. That sounds like what you said. The rescue crew. Right, right. Because, you know, we, we don't want to dedicate whole shows to some of the really bad games out there because it really wouldn't hold probably for four hours like, you know, Viscaya <laughs> did. <laughs> wasn't that uh, wasn't that five hours, actually? Oh, you're right. I stand corrected. It was four hours for uh, Etrian Odyssey. So, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so uh, yeah, some of the bad games we don't want to spend four hours on, and and uh, and so we just want to kind of cover these real fast. And you know, our whole purpose behind this show is to help you sort out your backlog and tell you which games that you know that we feel you should prioritize and which ones just sink at the bottom of your pile. So uh, these are the ones that probably should sink at your bottom of your pile. And today we're just going to talk for just a few minutes about a game that Mike and I joke about on this show all the time. And yet uh, we really – I don't – I can't recall where we've actually gone into some detail about what makes this we, game so painful. We talked about it once. It was way back when we had Mac on for a little bit and uh-huh. we got to run in a little bit of our um, frustrations by him. Okay. Well, but we're going to – It wasn't a full episode because I, I don't know how we could do a full episode on this game. No, no, and just without, so without the bile spewing over the headphones and causing everyone to be covered in it. But we have we have we have referenced this game enough to where if you've even listened to the last twenty or thirty episodes, you probably have never heard us really talk in detail about it unless you want to go back and dig through that entire library. I don't even know how you could unless you listen to every show. I don't think we've labeled them for the, uh, you know there those are side some conversations. people who archive binge so hard. That's true. That's true. So, um, by the way, uh, I think we've been doing. I don't know if Mike. I think it's you who's been cataloging the games better on the on the backtrack page, showing what games we actually talk about. Yeah, I'd have to go back and see what we did for that little bit when we were talking. I was going to say. I was going to say I don't think you did the really older sh- shows though. So if somebody, <laughs> if one of y'all is binge listening and wants to send us a list of what games we talked about. <laughs> Uh, by all means, we'll be happy to edit the uh, the index page on there. So, a- anywho, so the game we're going to talk about today is dun 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 the Dark Spire, which is very dark indeed. Developed by Success, Lord only knows what they were successful about. Uh, published by Atlas, released maybe, maybe it was an over optimistic company name. I, I maybe when they were successful at raising our blood pressure. Uh, released here in North America on April 14, 2009, a single player dungeon crawling, blood curdling role playing video game experience on your Nintendo DS. Now, Phil, I would like to refresh your memory here. You were going to give this a certain score until I pointed out that a certain denizen of our forums, who is now gone, we th- we hope, had given it the same score. At uh, which point you said, oh, I, I can't do that. And you lowered your score. I lowered my score. You know, I, I... You know, the best words I can use to describe um, Dark Spire are bittersweet, because for every negative point, there's a positive point. And, and your tolerance for the weak points will determine whether or not uh, you're, you're gonna, you know, try to jump into this. So, Dark Spire is your tip... We, we, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good 
game to talk about because we just got through talking about Etrian Odyssey. Etrian Odyssey, as we covered in our just our last show, 124, you can go back and listen to it at rpgamer.com. They did dungeon old school dungeon crawling right. There's so much of that series captures, especially when we talked about the third and fourth game in the series. But they 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 take the essence of what made those old school dungeon crawlers fun and exciting, and they enhanced on those, especially in those later two games. And they downplayed the more frustrating elements, and they added a little bit of originality uh, by allowing you to draw your own map using the the DS stylus. So I, I remember four would actually include a list of all the quests that you were on. It took a couple button presses to go find it, but then you would instantly know, ah, yes, I need to keep these things for that quest. Now, imagine if Etrian Odyssey had instead uh, downplayed some of the cooler aspects of those no, older no, games. Well, let's phrase it this way. What if instead of an updated version of the old-style first-person dungeon crawlers for the modern era, somebody just made one exactly like those? Yeah, which is pretty much what we get here. But 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 when went one step further by normally those games were characterized by having nice thick instruction books. I still got I still got <laughs> them to this day. But let's instead give you a tiny little DS instruction book with about one tenth of the normal information you would get in let's say a wizardry book. Yeah, that that is Dark Spire, boys and girls. We're talking we're talking old school Dungeon Dragons uh, type of statistics with armor classes that start off at ten and go down to negative numbers because that's that's very intuitive, right, Mike? Oh, very. Mm-hmm. You know, I I distinctly remember the first for a long, long time when I played this, there would be many rounds in combat when everyone on both sides would miss. Let but us. That's just that's just the part of combat that everyone loves. A completely inconsequential round that could have been edited out with absolutely no consequences. Oh, you're getting ahead. What about the character creation system where stats are rolled, uh, where you roll your stats randomly, and you're not really sure how those stats tie into any secondary stats because you don't see any! So, you don't know that... I mean, of course you can presume that higher strength means you're going to do more damage, but does how does exactly does higher intelligence help you, or wisdom, or charisma? Uh, you, you got some rough ideas if you played role-playing games in the past, but there's no secondary stats here, so that's not immediate appar- immediately apparent. Oh, and by the way, uh, classes, when you go to pick your class, they have minimum stat requirements that are never really shown anywhere. And actually, that might be in the instruction. I think some of the, I think maybe the basic it classes might have been, been, but I can guarantee. I seem to remember just taking the party that it gives you automatically because going through all that crap and then wondering why is my mage not able really to do anything? He can't cast any spells. He can't do anything in combat, and the game will never really tell you. You just you're just expected to investigate and go. Oh, it's because he has too little of the intelligence stat. I think. Oh, 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 or have you ever managed to, like, equip the wrong thing and suddenly he can't cast? Like oh, a, that happens all the time. All the time, yes, because when you go to buy stuff in the item store, boys and girls, you just get a, like, description of what the item is, but you never actually get to see any stats on the item or the fact that it'll block your casting. No, 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 you just gotta buy it if you think it sounds good, throw it on somebody, and hope their armor class stat looks better, and, and then and hope And then you... you'll suddenly find that your priest is unable to cure you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> hopefully you don't test that out in the middle of a tough fight, which actually, I think that is the way you have to test. Can you test that out outside of combat? Nope. You can, no. You can find out the hard way. Yeah, the hard way. Yeah, yeah. So, 
Uh, so that's your frustration number one. A lot of things are are not really explained, which in an old school dungeon crawl, I mean, back in the 80s, they did not hold your hand and explain this stuff in the game, but they came with really thick instruction books that would explain this stuff. So my immediate frustration with the game was that the instruction book wasn't thick enough. <laughs> it didn't explain a lot of the minutia uh, of how these different things work. Like the class upgrades? <laughs> oh, that was fun. <laughs> briefly hinted at in the instruction book if I recall correctly, but never explained. It was something to the effect of there are class upgrades. They will be troublesome to get. Something like that. And if you can beat this game without class upgrading, you're a better person than I am. I'm just gonna put that out there. The, the game is very tough, so uh, yeah, you're gonna want class upgrades, but of course you have no idea you know, what the re- requisites are, much less where the trainers are at, so... Later in the game, you get the ability to unlock the elevator, which takes you all the way from the first to the fourth floor. You you then get to walk over the rest of the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh floor all by yourself. So have fun with that. Well, and that brings us to exploration, which takes place from a first person's mm-hmm. perspective. So that's good. You gotta love the gothic-y uh, influence here. I love the look of this game. I mean, it's just such a gorgeous, uh, artistically gorgeous, if you're into goth like I am. Very gorgeous. And it has an 8-bit mode. So you hit a little switch in the options menu and suddenly it looks like you're playing the game from 1980. Well done. That That's where the fun ends. Uh, because well, 1985. Let's be generous. Okay, because <laughs> because hey, the, Ultimate One did not look this good. Yeah, yeah, because because it's so easy to get lost here. You got an auto map, but Mike, I don't remember seeing an. Do you have like an arrow or something showing you what direction you're facing? Um, I'm trying to recall. I remember getting lost mm-hmm. a lot. I don't remember. You had to use a spell from your mage, I think, to show exactly where you yes. were at and what direction you were facing. How awesome is that? You also, need, you also get to go through all those lovely, completely dark areas where you're just blundering into the walls. Right. The the, the the difficulty of the way the hidden walls work, the puzzly mechanics you need to activate, like to run the elevator, you have to find an apple and put it on a pedestal and say a prayer, and, you know, from a school we read over here and stuff like that. The, 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 some of these puzzles are so big and obscure. I, you, I don't know how anybody gets through this without a fact, and I usually try. That's my approach to games. I hate using facts. I will always try to figure it out on my own. I'm playing Shimigami Tensei strange journey and i've used a fact once and i'm already up to like level 70 because i can't stand the bloody things but this game oh oh no no you you are reaching i for seem the to remember after you filled me in on that there are class changes i actually broke down and looked at a fact because oh. i didn't want to spend three hours blundering around trying to figure them out and you'll still need to spend three hours blundering around just to make the damn things work so yeah. you have to wander through an individual labyrinth to access each upgraded class and there are no enemies in that labyrinth. It's just you blundering around. Yeah, and if you find items, boys and girls, you better keep a hold of them because it's going to be needed somewhere down the road to unlock something. You better believe the one item you decide to throw away or what. Good, good luck. Yeah, um, it's just it's just the the mazes themselves are ridiculous. And if and if the mazes don't get you, the monsters will or the traps. Because the monsters are super, super tough. It's not unusual for me to hear stories from other people who play this game that like the first battle wiped them out. But but that, yeah. that yeah, it, those, it, those those innocent little bats that you would mop the floor with yeah. in other games that try to make you feel tough at the beginning, 
No. Either either you will come out of it bloodily alive with possibly someone in need of immediately going back to the inn to get back to, up to speed, or they will just rip your throat out. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, this is using the old school wizard system uh, from the older Dungeons & Dragons games. I forget, it starts with a V, Venetian casting system or whatever the hell it's called. Vancian. Thank you, Vancian casting system. So Named you've got... Jack Vance, master of two genres. What's that? Named for Jack Vance, master of two genres. Yeah, it's a silly casting Three, system. Three, maybe. I have never read his detective fiction. Ah, See, it makes for a silly casting system, though, because you'll have, you know, at a certain level, let's just say, for example, you'll have 10 fifth-level spells, fourth, fourth-level spells, three third-level spells, three second-level spells, and five, you know, first-level spells or whatever. So, you know, if you run out third-level spells, I don't care if you got four or fifth-level spells left. If you needed that third-level spell again really badly tough, you know, you're, you're, you've only got fourth and fifth-level spells you know, still available to you type of thing. So you have to re- manage your wizards and your priest resources with their spells very, very carefully because you go up into the dungeon and until later on in the game, you don't get a spell or an item. I don't, I don't remember getting back out easily. It's usually a two-way trip you have to be prepared to take. So, yeah, I, yeah. don't run out of spells too quickly, boys and girls, on your trip up because you may not be getting back out in one piece. Um, well, you could try to abuse the save anywhere feature and take a step, save, take another step, save. Which that is could work. Which is the only you... reason I didn't throw my DS against the wall on certain floors because death was around every corner. At least you knew. Oh, okay. Well, he just saved two steps ago. But 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 that's that's a poor way to handle what's clearly uh, you know a nearly broken, unbalanced difficulty scale. Yeah, just when you think the monsters didn't whip your ass and you're like, oh, I got three of those monsters. I'm almost out of resources, but I see that treasure chest. Let me go open it and then I'll head out. Oh, no, my friends, because half of those chests are trapped. And and that's where your rogue comes in. You better hope your rogue's got good luck on his side. Because <laughs> if he doesn't, ha <laughs> yeah. He's going to get poisoned or stoned or hit with some spring arrow that comes out of the wall who knows it's just it'll yeah i it's just it's just a masochistic game from beginning to end and i mean even with the fact uh on hand and and you know i I thank mac the mac saved me because i was ready just to quit on this game alone and I'm like, I'm so frustrated. I, I can't figure out where to go next. We're supposed to finish these games before we review them. I can review this now. It's not going to get – I don't think it's going to suddenly get ton ton better. It does certain things really great, but the but the parts that you know, I can't stick with this. He's like, no, no, no. Uh, and this was – I had gotten the game before release, so there were no facts or anything. But he had found some from Japan. He had found uh, the, the maps and stuff. And, and thank God because I was ready to hurt somebody. Uh with with the fact in hand, the game is is a lot easier to get through the puzzles, obviously, and uh, and then you know where all the trainers are at. You have all the um, the requisites for the hidden classes. Uh, you've got you you know you can have stats for your weapons and stuff. So the game becomes much much more transparent, and a number of those frustrations are alleviated just if you have a good fact and uh, you know uh, map it printed in front of you. And that's why I kind of gave the game more of a higher score than I personally internally. <laughs> would attribute to the game because i understand that most players nowadays in the 21st century have no qualms about you know pulling out a fact and playing through one of these things with a fact in hand so 
with a fac in hand, you, you obviously you address a number of these issues, and you're just left with the difficulty and the deadliness of the of the monsters and the uh, traps and such, which the save anywhere system pretty much keeps you from sudden deaths um, because you use the magic spell save. In fact, the save spell ended up being much more valuable than my cleric in the long run. <laughs> save and restore, save and restore, save and restore. I will say this much for Darkspire. It did an excellent job of making the each point you reach a new floor feel like a big accomplishment. I tell you, if you when you get through the game, you will feel like you've done something you, you've never done before. And you may never now, want to do the again. First ending, Phil. I got the second ending, which just requires you to go up there again and uh, you fight somebody else, if I remember right. Of course, mm. this is not like any other most other games where you can just waltz right back to the final boss. Oh no, you've got to traipse through the the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh floor all over again. Uh, and the boss is at the end of I don't know a good. 200 or so steps of the seventh floor so it's a good walk and then there is a third ending in which you get to go to the question mark floor and I just I'd had enough nah yeah don't I I find this game extremely difficult to recommend to friends I would much I'd be much faster to recommend uh, Etrian Odyssey or um, uh, you know Shimigami Tensei Strange Journey there's a number of other dungeon crawlers out there that uh, if I gave it some thought I would recommend before Dark Spire the only reason to have this in your collection in my opinion is it does have that graphical you know feeling and sense to it and or if you're a you know an old school D&D fan it has uh, it clearly carries a lot of influence from uh, the older editions of D&D um so uh, and and it feels in that respect I think a lot of the uh, I want to say it was the wizardry games that also felt the earlier wizardry games felt like they had a lot from uh, D&D so it does definitely feel like an 80s game but unfortunately it accentuate what was more frustrating about those games um, instead of what made those games awesome like the Etrian Odyssey games uh, lean towards and uh, so yeah I would put this one on the bottom of your backlog interestingly enough uh, we were just talking about uh, during the break we were talking about the price of this particular title. If you were to try to go and buy it used, uh, there's there's a couple of cheap copies if you don't care about the quality, but but I believe it was Scott who found a new one in the box for close to 100 bucks. So if you've got it and it's still in the shrink wrap, boys and girls, Phil keep and Mike are telling you keep it there and stick it on eBay or hold on to it if you want to see the value go up even higher because you can you can get some good bucks for that, definitely more than what you probably paid for if you bought it brand new when it came out. The music is nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's very, yeah. very good, actually. The music and the yeah. artwork are good. And both of them change when you do the, the retro mode. The music suddenly goes to something that could have been played on an old computer, and the graphics, not that they're particularly intensive. There's no animation in the game. It just shifts from one still image to another, but it gets much more rudimentary on the retro mode. Hmm. Have you said that? I think you said it all there, Phil. There we go. So this has been our this has been our first uh what do we say, the rescue crew. This has been our first yep. rescue crew segment. Hopefully we rescue you from precious hours or precious dollars being wasted on when there's much better alternatives for dungeon crawlers out there. Uh hold on tight, we're gonna take another break and we'll be ready to wrap this one up with the final lap.
and welcome back. We're ready to do the final lap. That's the part of the show where we do the kitchen sink stuff. We read your comments um, on the forums and the such and tell you what we're working on and what we're doing and just goof off a little bit. So, looking at the schedule, it looks like RPG Backtrack number 126, What Happens in New Vegas Stays in New Vegas, will be coming up soonish. Yep, that's the plan. And I think we had some comments from the last show. I think we did too. Do you want to start? Yeah, we can take a look and see what we can find as soon as I remember where I stuck the link at. Was it 124? There we go. Phew. I got lost for a second there. We got a lot of comments about mapping the world tree and the such. Um, so that was pretty cool. First of all, there was, um, uh, you know, a, a, a little comment about our voice acting during our little skit. No name says, I don't ever expect to hear about Boyd back bad voice acting in RPGs with these intros, LOL. What? It's, oh, is that an insult? I, hey, yeah. when, when we get paid, we we can start complaining. Yeah. We will actually, you know what, No Name? We will refund all of the dollars you spent on this episode because of our bad voice acting. How about that? Well, one I think them. nobody was more disappointed than Apps because somebody promised him a big fat che- paycheck for Disgaea. That's why he was talking so long. He thought he was getting paid by the hour. I know. Although, well, the paycheck would have had to been less anyway since I dozed off and during the Disgaea 2 talk. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Chicken of God says, uh, you guys. said an awful lot, actually. We, we probably don't want to cover everything he had to say. No, no, just real quick. It said we covered a lot. Well, of st- I, will, I will address his point. No, we didn't cover Untold because that's more recent than everything else, and. Especially now that we see that the Etrian Odyssey 2 remake is a reality and is coming, we can just do a different show on Etrian Odyssey with characters. So that'll happen sometime in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's some comments on there about Untold, which, like you just said, we'll do on a future one. Um, it's interesting, um, you know, some of the comments uh, about the cookie-cutter party that, that's on there. So you want to check that all out. Uh, but it said – I thought it was interesting as far as specifically what we were talking about last show. The resting retiring of 10 levels to respec and therefore rebuild a current character to create one of the uh, unlockable classes a key detriment for some of the earlier games. Um, heck, for me, it was a detriment just to play the game because I was so concerned about picking the wrong skills and needing to respec. You know, like I mentioned before, that has happened in other games with similar systems like Diablo. To me, that's I, I just hate reading facts, and I I get paralyzed. I'm going to make the wrong choices because I played those type of games and made the wrong choices before and got stuck towards the end and didn't feel like restarting the game because I have limited time. So. When, I, when I'm faced with that in Etrianasi 1 and start seeing those skill choices and saw that they were kind of vague, oh, attack, spell, uh, arrow up. Is that really good? Is that really great? Is that something that's going to be cool later on? You know, these are all questions that are kind of up in the air if you don't want to dive into an, a, a fact. So it kind of paralyzed me because uh, I saw in the book it was 10 levels to respec. So, but apparently, as we discussed, uh, that was something that was addressed and eased up in the later games. Uh, let's see here. So, um, Smacked says, I haven't played these. However, I've attained copies of all of the games. And as for the question about a reprint, I can verify that there was one about some point around two years ago. Prior to that, the games were going for around $67 each. So it's a good thing they did a re, a re, a repack, a re, reprint, reprint. 
Oh, Twin wrote a lot of stuff on here. Yeah, yeah. Do, well, we we probably don't need to go into that right now, just because... Well, here's his team from Etrion Odyssey 3. Prince Hoplite, Hoplite Wilding, Wilding, Zodiac slash Princess, Arbalist slash Gladiator, and Shogun slash Princess. So, there's a lot more justification of behind why he chose the, that build, but uh, we probably don't need to, to go into that right now. I like how uh, Chicken of God says, uh, this is why the series is so great, Twin. I used a character with the exact same class that you did, the Hoplite Wildling, but it had a completely different set of skills and a different role in the party. Yours was a powerful tank focused on damage mitigation, completely strong defensive combination, also contributed to the party's overall damaging by summaging a lion. My other hand had no physical defensive skills, but completely mastered the anti-elements for specific fights, using primal drums and bestial war to debuff the enemies, and summon a mole or owl in order to bind enemy parts to further work the debuffs. So, very, very cool how there's so much flexibility in the system that even just two people playing the same exact class can still come up with completely different purposes and roles for that character in those classes. Definitely. So, boy, uh, there's a lot more comments, I think. Um, yeah, y'all will have to go and yeah, check and it out. Yeah, and eventually they started to get derailed into the Dragon Warrior discussion. So Very we'll... important discussion, by the way. Yes, it is, okay. but we, we probably don't need to go into that right now. Yeah, so not check when, it. Not when somebody's somebody's getting tired. So check it out at board.rpgamer.com where you two can share your comments. So let's do a round table, and we'll start off with Miss Sam. Assuming that she hasn't fallen asleep at the mic, she may have already fallen asleep. No, I'm here. So I'm anything here. you want to share with the audience about what you're doing or what you're playing or what you're doing for the uh, site? I saw you reviewed uh, something recently, Sam. I did. I reviewed Rogue Legacy. It was balls-ass hard, but I really liked it. Like, it was to the point where Scott had to take the controller away a lot of the time. (laughs) Yeah, he was like, honey, you have a problem, and the problem is I need to turn this game off. But no, don't take it away from me! Apparently now I should play Dark Souls. Yes, yes you should. I thought Miss Crap would be chiming in there. Join us! (laughs) I'm afraid. And... I'm working on a review of Disgaea 4. Um, I must be too stupid for Disgaea, though. It does too much, and it makes my brain hurt. And I'm not very good at it. And this is the first Disgaea game I've ever played, so I think that's also part of the problem. It's me being such a noob and being like, how do I make this go? And why are my dudes so weak against these other dudes? And why do I need to grind all the time? But I realized something. The item world is a scary place, and it's very easy to get lost. And you just yes. keep going and going and going and going and going to the point where your eyes twitch and you're just kind of like, okay, item world. <laughs> Clearly, I love you. <laughs> can the game just be item world? I know I can make the game that way, but I like that more than the regular game so far, which is kind of weird. I like the story, though, and the characters. I think they're really fun. I'm just, I'm just I'm just wondering if it's something in the tactical gameplay that's not meshing with me, but I'm trying it's... my best to be really open minded and Yeah, like I, I, said... I I think I could help you I think I can help you uh understand a little better. Uh because item world for the most part, most of the boards on there, it's pretty much straight up, you know, go out and kill stuff and move on. Whereas the the storyline battles 
are more like puzzles to be figured out. And that's what kind of frustrated me every time I go back to a storyline battle. Like you, I want to see more of the story. But it would frustrate me if for some odd reason I couldn't figure out the puzzle of that board. You you could, in a lot of cases, out-level the monsters incredibly to get, you know, just be able to pile drive through something. But if you could just figure out the puzzle, you could beat up the, the monsters as long as you were around the same level. So, it, it, yeah, I, I think that was the thing for me anyways as far as why the main gameplay wasn't meshing. This well, for is- me, I think part of it also is just um, it is the puzzle element. Like, that is throwing me off a little bit. But what I'm equally more frustrated with right now is I'm stuck on a battle where I am the exact level. And, you know, I actually, because I'm lame, I looked it up on a fact. And every fact I've looked at has basically said, this puzzle is impossible to solve. So the easiest solution is to throw yourself across the way and hope that you can break the geoblock before the enemies get you, except for the part where the enemies always get me first. Hmm. I mean, I could take if a... You, like, uh, yeah, if, if you tell me, like, exactly what battle that was is, I can look it up and I can help you through it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just getting really cranky, and I'm only in Chapter 2, which I feel like I should be further, and I'm not. Yeah, um, let, me, let me know which one that is so I can help you get through that. Us- yeah, yeah, usually in the early chapters, um, uh, I didn't feel like so much grinding. Like the need to grind just kind of ramps up, you know, around you know halfway through the game, and that's where I felt like I really need to start reincarnating characters. Stop for a few hours, reincarnate, grind up an item world or a board with well, lots of XP. The game also hasn't freaking told me what the whole point of reincarnation is. Yeah, you don't. You don't and I'm not- ha- you don't have to use reincarnation. Reincarnation is for new game plus. Leave it at that. No, yeah. okay. Because like there are things it explains, and then there are things that it's not explaining. Okay. And I'm assuming this is the problem of again. I'm a disguise noob, and I've played all the tutorials. But it's obviously still yeah. making the assumption that I have played the games before. Meanwhile, the only one I have played is the visual novel Man. that I really liked. So I. I am one of those people who uses reincarnate, especially since it's used to unlock some of the more powerful classes anyways. But um, when you reincarnate a character, let's say he's like level 40 or whatever, every time you gain a level, your stats go up, I want to say 50% of what's called your base stats, your level 1 stats. So if you had 10 strength at level 1, at level 2 you have 15, at level 3 you have 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, etc., etc. So if your beginning stats were somehow higher, if your level 1 stats were somehow higher, using that that 50% growth model, it's it's easy to see that your 50th level stats would be really a lot higher. There'd be a big, huge swing because it's a, you know it's not exponential, but it's multiplicative. So when you reincarnate, you generally have larger starting stats, especially if you go from, let's say, like a, a red wizard up to whatever is above a red wizard, uh, a red mage or whatever the hell it's called. Mm. They'll have bigger starting stats. Plus, depending right. on how many arcane points or whatever the hell mana points you have spent in that character when you reincarnated it, they'll give you anywhere between negative one and positive ten more skill points to start off with at level one and you'll usually dump that into your primary secondary stat. And so I've actually taken my phone camera and did a screenshot of let's say the the main hero guy and um, and at level 50 and he would have something like 600 strength and 600 vitality with this many hit points. I'd reincarnate him, spend that mana, take it from level 1 to 60, which takes a few hours. It sounds like a lot, but you know, when, you, when every other character is 60, they can plush him through the high-level battles pretty easy. 
Plus, you can use things in the game to kind of make that faster. But take another screenshot, and now he's got like 900 strength and, you know, t- uh, 2,000 more hit points. And he's got higher resistance and higher defense. So, you know, for me, it was worth spending a few hours uh, to do that to get them back up. Because I can spend a few hours in item world and maybe get another level or two for my party and get, a, you know, maybe a better piece of armor out of that, which I would do that too. So, but 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 by reincarnating him while I'm using that time to get through item level, I'm also making his base stats better and making his level 60 stats that much better. So it was a way to kind of grow two things at once. You don't have to, but I found, for me, I played four Disgaea games now from beginning to end. And for me, it just makes things more smoother when I got to the latter, last half of the game. Because I would get to the, in every Disgaea game almost, especially the last couple, for me anyways, I get to like chapter 10, 11, 12, or the last few chapters. And the, the levels of the monsters go up through the roof. I mean, for me anyways. It's like, whoa, one battle, I'm fighting level 60 monsters. The next, next level, or the next game board is 63 or 64, 65. I'm like, really? And they got some high stats. And they're one-shotting my hero? Really? <laughs> Not everybody does. I think that's what's cool about the game is you heard the other guy say, we don't do that. I think what's cool yeah. is that there are so many subsystems, so you can pick the subsystems you want to grow your characters, um, including you can just – you can just like there's some players we were when we were doing the Disgaea Backtrack. I think one of the guys says he doesn't even do a bunch of characters. He just focuses on three or four characters and just totally outlevels them. And they just dominate everything because they're level 150, and the and the end of the story is like level 80 or something. Well, Phil, one of the nice things about this port of four is they brought in a nice feature from uh, D2, where you can actually promote your characters to the more pow- powerful version, whatever their class is, without reincarnating. But am I getting the benefits that I would normally like? With you know, I mean, the whole point of reincarnating for me is that my base stats ended up you know higher so that when i get to level 60 again i'm now hundreds of points ahead in all my stats hey i i don't Does think it still it could, do that it's I, I don't really look at the stats so i couldn't i don't know for sure i don't think so but it certainly gives you uh something yeah i mean it's just yeah i'll have to check it out i'll have to play with the numbers and stuff and i didn't sit there with a calculator or anything like that i just did like screenshots because i i'd get to some of those boards in the story and my characters were getting one shot and i'm like wow really and i'm buying the best armor that's in the store or you know whatever i picked up along the way i've gotten an item world a couple of times and i'm still getting one shot crap <laughs> time to beef these guys up oh this guy i'm trying my best it's just like i said the combat is not clicking with me and you know like I said, it's almost like I wish there was no combat so I could just enjoy the craziness of the story. Oh, because that... I love the protagonist. I think he's just absolutely fantastic. He's the best. That's a magic spell called YouTube. I know, but I have to play for review and therefore I have to try to finish it. So I need to suck it up, princess, and figure it out. <laughs> and, and I usually do. I mean, if I can, you know, s- suffer through Rogue Legacy and keep going back for more, I'm pretty sure I can do this one. I did give up on Mugen Sulzi, the wheels. That one defeated me because I just could not handle... <laughs> you know what? Uh... It's not that it was a horrible game. It was just really, really fucking boring. Well, and... that certainly sounds like the original. And this is the thing. it's I can handle a boring game if it's short. Like, you know, it's a boring game, but I can play it, let's say, in you know, six to seven hours for review. I don't mind that. It's when it looks like it's going to try to be a 60-hour game, which this one totally wants to be a 60-hour game. 
despite the fact that it's like, here's a bajillion things it wants you to learn that are all really pointless and superfluous. And it's like, no, I don't have the patience for that. that. Sounds uh, like Idea Factory. Yeah, I, See, that's but here's exactly the thing. what I was going to say. Here's the thing. Idea Factory makes really awesome visual novels. Okay? Like, they're fantastic. Well, I don't... require a lot less programming. Which yes, they do, which makes me happy because, like, I got a platinum trophy in Hakuoki on PS3. Why? Because I spent the ten hours, like, oh my god, I need to read all the stories and date all the boys. Um, whereas I'll Mugen's have to old, see who wrote I that, couldn't figure it that, out that Idea Factory now. game, which I shall not name again, because if that person also wrote Hakuoki, I will either chalk it up to Flash in the Pan or... Maybe if I tried it, I wouldn't be as enamored. But you know what? I wasn't impressed with the storytelling in the Idea Factory I played either. <laughs> well, I mean, Hakuoki, it's borrowing out of history. So the only way you fuck up history, and I'm sorry I keep dropping F-bombs, is just you add demons. Except this game actually made it work. So I was okay with it. Plus, you don't really play it for the, oh my god, they turn into demons plot. You play it for the, oh my god, the Mickey Yowdy parts. Make out with the murder squad, Sam. Make out with the Emperor's murder squad. Honey, I made out with all of them. (laughs) I was a hoe. I'm sorry. You watched me play it! Yeah, they're bad people. And I made out with all of them. This seems to be a defining character trait of yours, Sam. When it comes to games that let me go be a hoe bag, I I would never do it in real life because I like God too much. But I always tell him he has to be hoe bags in games, and then he never does. And it upsets me. Because I'm not going to make out with the murder squad. But why not? They're all pretty. I mean... (laughs) How about Harada? Oh my god, Harada's such a babe. It's okay, Scott. They're just fictional. You're fine. He's not fictional. He was the captain of the 10th unit of the Shinsengumi. He died during the Boshin War in 1868. I know. Not... Yeah, but he wasn't hot history. It's just hot in this Idea Factory game. Stop ruining this for me. I feel like I'm digging a bigger hole all day. Yes, you are. <laughs> Love you, too? Uh. It's worse when you have to listen to my Harvest Moon romance stories. See, he's afraid to even talk now. Uh, and we're uh, getting married. Isn't that amazing? You're gonna suffer Harvest Moon romances for the rest of your life. No, I'm well, no, I won't. There'll be Story of Seasons romances from now on. Ah, so I can't wait. I'm going to date all the boys. Like, I'm doing all the Harvest Moon games. Or all the girls if it tells me I can't be a girl. Why can't I be a lesbian in Harvest Moon? You can in that one. You can be special friends with girls. Yay. Okay. I don't know if I played that one. So yes, I did things for the site, but mostly I'm getting married to Scott. So I can't imagine how that keeps sucking up your time. Getting married is a completely trivial matter. It's cool. We're getting married in a brewery next to a giant train museum. Oh my god, that is awesome. The mm-hmm. train museum, not the brewery, sorry. Well, actually, they're both kind of neat, because the brewery itself is actually in an old building that used to have trains in it. Oh my god. Converted into a brewery. I'll see about taking pictures on the little mini train they have for kids' wheels just for you. Wow, that is... Because all our wedding wedding photos, we didn't hire a photographer, but my aunt is like, I will totally do it. She was so excited when when we sent her the pictures that there was a train museum right in front of the brewery. She was just like, oh my god, all the pictures taken right now. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
I mean, I was excited. I was like, little train, Scott. So exciting. Then I saw the little moving train, and I was like, I want my picture on that. All the women in my life want to be on that train, too, so I think that's really funny. (laughs) I'm easily amused by the idea of trains. I don't know. Maybe I'm selfie in another life. I kind of hope not. Take us away to the future. Just as long as you don't sing a train song that you make up yourself right now. You mean I like trains, I like trains, I like trains? She seemed to think it was a song, so I'm calling it that. Also, I went to a Nintendo event with Becky. We played Fantasy Life and other Nintendo games. Other than that, I have not done much. Is Fantasy Life good? It's interesting. Let me just put it that way. If you like Harvest Moon and Animal Crossing, you will probably love Fantasy Life. If you hate both those things, don't play it Mm. at all. Because it is definitely more sim than RPG. Like, there is but totally it... the RPG stuff, but you have to play certain classes to really get the, like, the combat stuff to actually get rolling. I didn't play a combat class, so... I was a chef! Because I was confused with the idea that a chef wouldn't be in the game. So, that's what I did. Hmm. And that's how I wrote my whole impression. <laughs> <laughs> Becky was a fisherman, so neither of us played combat classes. We were just like, let's play with this. Okay, I caught some fish. I made some soup. We were easily amused. So yes, and with that, I'm going to go to sleep because I have a Labrador Retriever who's calling at me to go to bed. And she needs to go to the bathroom. Good night, Sam. Good night, everyone. Thank you for having me. You have an exciting week coming up. Make the most of it. I know. Good night, Scott. night. You can talk to the boys now and tell everybody about what a horrible life I'm going to be. You poor soul. I don't feel sorry for him, people. I wish I could, but I don't. He picked me. That's what Judge Judy tells people. Alright, good night. Good night. Good night. Yeah, I gotta stop talking with the mute button on. Hey, uh, how about uh, you, Mr. Uh, Scott, with that kind of introduction? Uh, I've just, I haven't been doing too much. I've been reading through this Dungeons and Dragons player's handbook they sent me Mm -hmm. for review. It sure is uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Was this the new one that is this? Was this the one that merges all the old systems with the new systems and provides the options if you want to do it more one way or the other? Uh, apparently, those options will be for sale later. Right now, ah. it's looking like the base. The base. The base game seems to be fine. I'm just like, I know in two years there will be enough books that will I will hate every element of it of the game. Hmm. Like I can see, I can see the business plan of this, and I don't like it. You don't like that with the way it tastes, huh? I don't like. I don't like the way it tastes right now. Evil. Well, you you know, speaking of pen and paper role playing games, I, I still play Pathfinder on the occasion, though I've tapered back on that quite a bit here in recent, you know, gosh, the last few months, last year. But uh, I did see a, an article on uh, our good friends at IGN. Uh, about uh, there's a there's a picture taken with Obsidian a banner that says a uh, Pathfinder and Obsidian coming soon, uh, implying that Obsidian might be making a Pathfinder game. Ooh. Yay! Obsidian will do something interesting with the most generic fantasy setting ever. So <laughs> uh, well, they did uh, Neverwinter Nights too, right? They they did indeed. There you go. So, uh, what else is up with you, Scott? Um, not a lot. I just, speaking of D&D, uh, go, go to Audible right now, and hopefully it's still free. There's a collection of short stories by Bob Salvatore. 
Now, they're all about Drizzt, which means they're all kind of terrible. However, each story is read by a different person, including the likes of Weird Al Yankovic, <laughs> David Duchovny, Felicia Day, Sean Astin, and best of all, the reason why you would pay real money for this audiobook, Ice Tea. Get out. <laughs> oh, wow. Ice T read a D and D novel, or part of one. So I think that that is is he a closet D and D player? No, like I I found out about him recording the book when he got he he took the he, someone offered it to like I guess uh, Hasbro Hasbro's book division offered it to him because they were just throwing it at any the uh, the audiobook recording uh, contracts at anyone with a name. So he. So he took it because, hey, he's iced tea and his reality TV money is drying up. So, yeah, uh, so he he took it, and then he was writing about or uh, blogging about the experience. And it's like, man, this shit was way weirder than anything I have ever done in my whole career. Wow! I must purchase this audiobook. Yes. So what else? Uh, that's kind of it, really. Just doing my usual things. Playing some Mass Effect 3. There's probably going to be some sort of editorial that comes out of that. Cool. Looking forward to that. Alrighty, how about uh, you, Mr. Apps? Uh, So I just recently put up uh, an impressions article about the 3DS version of Dragon Quest 7. Uh, if you want not, to be no, really... no, 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 I'm not what? even going to look at it. No, you're why, not why teasing. Not? You're not teasing me with the forbidden fruit, Mike. Okay, it's that is just pretty. so. That no, I don't want to hear. La 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 la. I am. Isn't... I am super happy with my PlayStation One copy that I can't find. La 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 la. Not not listening to this one that I'll never probably this, ever get. Does your PlayStation copy have orchestrated okay. music? La la. Oh hi, kitty. How you doing? You're so sweet. Look at you. Wow. Well, I'll also be doing an impression of Monster Hunter 4, which is actually coming to the U.S. Okay, all right. That, that's cool. So, and give some early impressions of what that's all about. Uh, spoiler, it's really good. Uh, and I also finally, hallelujah, beat Demon Gaze, so I'm going to hopefully oh. have a for that up soon. We need a sneak peek. Good game, bad game. Good with issues. Good with issues. Yes. Well, Dragon Age was good with issues. Yeah, and this uh, already has a sequel, so hopefully they've improved some of those things. But uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty good. Um, if you have, I will say this though: if you have access to something that can play Etrian Odyssey, uh, you should exhaust all those before you even consider this game. Ah, fair enough. Alrighty. And that's about it. Mm, okay. Mr. Minky. Well, most of it I've been playing something we talked about a whole lot about earlier on this episode, but I played just enough of Trails in the Sky to say that, well, it's it's interesting. I'm kind of liking it. I See, the thing here is that it's the Skype, it, the Steam version, and I cannot play that simultaneously with Dragon Age Origins. It just doesn't work. So soon enough, I will be able to put serious time into the thing and be able to say more than, uh, yeah, Estelle Bright seems interesting. Uh, her mannerisms are derivative of others I've seen so far, but seemed interesting. 
really, with only 38 minutes on the clock, I can't tell you a whole lot yet. I just played that much to make sure that it was working because I got asked about that. Um, well, I can tell you that I have a virulent hatred of Yellow Jackets, which had been, had been pushed down for years. I didn't really need to remember what being stung by a Yellow Jacket felt like. So, thank you, species. You can die now. Yeah. <laughs> And while we're at it, uh, screw, screw that guy, screw Hank Pym. Yeah, screw you, Hank. Somebody oh, actually didn't still he die in the comics? Didn't he's back. He's messed up. Oh, yeah, comics. Problems. Comics. No one is ever dead. Nah, not Marvel. Really. Uh, oh, what else? Oh yes, the fascinating experience of watching Curse of the Pink Panther. You know the one. One of the movies made after Peter Sellers died and the franchise tried to continue, even though that's a fool's errand. Yeah, that was a mistake. Uh, I will say that it was not as bad as I was prepared for. See, that's a real recommendation, isn't it? When it could have been worse. Yeah, a lot of this stuff comes down to your expectations, you know? And if you set your expectations low and it works with games as well, sometimes you can be pleasantly surprised as a result. I wasn't pleasantly surprised. It's not a good move. You're still thinking, especially at the end when his new face is revealed, the reveal of that is funny, but then it just keeps going on. This is, it's 109 minutes. That's too long for this kind of movie, especially when everything, most of the gags just climb to the floor dead. But it made me kind of smile a few times, and that's more than I expected it to do. But you still get the spectacle of Roger Moore trying his Peter Sellers imitation which no actor can do, and Roger Moore shouldn't have had to, even if he's billed as Turk Thrust II in the credits. So that was that was an experience. It was also the last movie David Niven ever made. He died shortly afterwards, and you can tell he's looking pretty frail in there. What a note to go out on. Mm. And I see that Lauren Bacall died tonight, which is not unexpected. She was 89, but she was a classy lady. And, of course, everybody knows who died yesterday. Yeah, oh. yeah, it's it's been around. Yeah, everybody remember, remembers Mr. Williams. I just watched The Birdcage, one of my favorite movies of his. I didn't get half of it as a kid, but I really enjoyed Aladdin, mostly thanks to him. I love that movie. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I want to go any further along this route. <laughs> go ahead, Phil. Mm. Cheer everybody up after we talk about somebody who died of asphyxiation. Yeah, well, can't follow that up, can I? Well, I can try. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Yeah, just um, still plugging away at Strange Journey. I think I'm in that dungeon that uh, I remember in Glenn's review he mentioned, or maybe it was in his um, journal, he mentioned about the really long dungeon at the end that is just arbitrarily too long for its own good and you know you're starting to get a lot you know like the dungeon the story ratio goes just out the window um so it's a great little workout game though and um, i'm just 70 i think i'm level 70 and i think it's showing that i've got 66 hours put into it so <laughs> i'm continuing you to got your money's worth yeah yeah there there's no doubt about that kind of continue to plug away there and there are still enemies uh, that will absolutely uh, kill me if I'm not paying attention or I just happen to get unlucky. And I think of you, Mike, every time my hero dies and it shows me a game over screen. There was one time, uh, thankfully there was a save point close by, but just in a regular, not even boss battles, just regular, these regular enemies kept killing me. 
Um, I must have died four times within the one work at one hour workout session. And uh, sometimes I would put like I would usually what I'll do when I'm working out on a lot of these battles, I'll just put everybody on attack, maybe throw a spell in there and then put the DS down while the round resolves and, you know, focus a little bit more on the workout for that 15 seconds before I need to pick it up and see what the results were. And I'd pick it up. Party's dead. I'm like, what? How, how did it was one round of combat against random enemies? How, how did that happen? Did it again? Died again. So the third time, I'm like, I'm really gonna pay attention to what would happen here. And it turned out that the these enemies that are running cross have retaliate, and so you attack them, they attack you back. But when they attack you back, they do a crap ton of damage, like 300 out of the 500 hit points my hero has. And then it was a matter of them following up with their normal attack to polish them off. So yeah, you have to. You still have to continue to pay attention, and and it took me a little bit of time to figure out what works against those guys because it was before I had analyzed their elemental weaknesses. So, but I figured out that charm works really great against them. So, and when they're charmed, they don't retaliate, and they beat the crap out of each other. So, charm is your one-way free ticket through those guys, and I use them to get up to. I grind it up a bit to seventy. Um, so still plugging my way through there and, and hoping that I'm actually going to see the end of this massive dungeon crawler, which I will feel much better about than certain other games we recently talked about on this podcast because it feels like something that for the most part I've been able to uh, figure out uh, myself. And the one time I had to hit a fact here recently, it was like, oh, I should have seen that door. I hate invisible hallways. Get rid of them, people. So, Yeah. Uh, still plugging away Dragon Warrior 3, but we'll wait till I finish that and we'll do a segment on that one. But uh, overall going pretty good. I will I will, uh, I will, will vent one little frustration I put on my Twitter feed. And you can follow me at twitter.com forward slash jcservant. And Mike Meeky is forward slash – is it you, Mason? No. Yep. It's Albert – no, it is you, Mason. That's right. Anywho, um, I, I, I was venting on, on Twitter because uh, – there's the uh, you know you've you've all heard of the in fantasy games you got the mimic right the treasure chest that's really a monster that's dying to eat your party in Dragon Warrior three he's actually very capable of eating your party and most other games are kind of laughable oh haha you surprised me let me kick your ass now no 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 in this game yeah he'll get initiative and he'll proceed uh, sometimes he'll sleep people uh, which isn't awesome either but uh, if he physically attacks you you're dead you're just the, the level you start encountering these things at, you don't have enough defense and hit points to take one hit from these guys. So, yeah, that would that, – that, and I'm trying to play the game without cheating, without using FAQs. I must have warped back to town this one dungeon. I must have warped back like five times just from the beeping treasure chest. Not from the enemies in the dungeon. Not even from the boss. Nope. It was the damn treasure chest. Killing off party members left and right at one point resulted in a TPK against the treasure chest blood-sucking backstabbing and they're called um uh cannon box instead of cannibal it's a cannonball it's a cannon box ah stupid ass boxes ah that's that's been my only frustration that so far a very positive experience but i'll continue to plug through it and we'll do a full recap when you get through it still plugging away at 14 here and there hell shirley's brother get through uh that marsh uh instance with the big dragon at the end and, uh, you know, it's really funny. You, you, you do these MMOs, and nowadays you can get into pugs, 
and for the most part, people who've been playing these MOs are a long time. Uh, you can get, even with pugs, you can generally blaze through these dungeons. They balance the difficulty on most of these to where, you know, even though a pug won't be the most well coordinated, you, you certainly aren't on Skype or anything like that. You know, so they balance the difficulty. So for the most part, you can get through with uh, with a group that you're not communicating with. But we had her two brothers and her and myself all on Skype, and we died over and over again. And over and over again. There's a time limit on dungeons in Final Fantasy XIV. You have to complete them. I think it's 90 minutes or 75, and we almost ran out of time because we kept dying and had to run back to the to, to the to the uh, to the boss. But we we would die against the sub bosses. Oh my gosh! So it just goes to show that yeah, the, the, you know, you may think some of those dungeons are really easy, but run with your inexperienced uh, friends or relatives sometime. Even when you explain the mechanics to them and stuff, they, you know, one of, I think I mentioned this before, but her brother has never played an MMO before. So he's just learning the ropes as he's going along. And uh, it's it's interesting when you're playing with somebody who's actually playing one of these things for the first time. So, and it's actually taken them some time to get used to the mechanic, you know, just the base mechanics. What is pooling? What is tanking? What is, you know, uh, what do you mean I need to, to cast heal on the whole party at once? You know, I was just, I was just sitting over here picking my nose. So yeah, fun time. So very interesting experience. Mm. And I also played a little bit of Rocket Slime because our people in the forums, you know, we have great discussions on our forums at board.rpgamer.com. I forget which thread it was in, but... Uh, well, I think Mr. Apps and I were in agreement that Rocket Slime is a blast. You guys, you it's guys... awesome. You guys were like, Phil, you got to do Rocket Slime, and I'm like, I'm sold. I went on to half.com. I just got it in the mail today, so I took it to the gym with me, and I've been playing it a little bit here while y'all were talking about Dragon Age Origins. And yeah, it is pretty... I mean, my first impression after spending about 90 minutes with it is super cute. Um, Dragon Warrior, cute, you know, the, the cute aspects of Dragon Warrior just magnified. Have you gotten to any of the tank battles yet? Uh, yeah, there was a, there's this one battle where the tank was chasing me while I'm carrying the king and is throwing out bombs and I'm having oh, to run no. to the town. You eventually get your own tank to fight against other tanks. You'll see. Oh, goody. Well, that sounds yeah. more exciting than oh, running yeah. away in terror. Yes. And, and you also get to hear all the the simultaneously terrible and hilarious puns that the writers came up with to describe all of those tanks. Yep. There's definitely a lot of humor humor in the game. Uh, I had a couple of chuckle moments already. So, uh, yeah, great great job on this this one so far, and uh, definitely living up to the hype that you guys gave it. So I don't know if I'm going to get to put more time in it because I'm really gung ho about finishing up Strange Journey and getting through uh, Dragon Warrior three. And then Dragon Warrior 4 goes into my DS slot, since that's the next one on the RPG track. So, but I'm going to keep it here, and I think I'm going to fart around with it, maybe when we do podcasts and such. So I'm keeping it right here on my computer desk. Uh, I think that's about it. So uh, thanks for everyone, Scott and Mike and those other people who already left, Sam and Becky. And, and Jonathan. Jonathan, right. had Jonathan on there. That was awesome. So, really great time. So, thank you all very much, Mr. Minky, who puts this together uh, when it happened without uh, without all of y'all. And I will remind our audience that RPG Backtrack is a production of RPGamer.com. Please go and read our articles, comment on our forums, um, because uh, it's, it's because of RP Gamer and uh, their support <laughs> that we do this uh, every other week, and they host all the podcasts there on the website. You can download uh, and listen to our old shows either through iTunes or right there at RPGamer.com. There's a little link on the left-hand side for the RPG backtrack. If you do it through backtrack. iTunes, you should leave us 
a very very nice review, right? That's right, like eight stars yeah, out of five. We really need fifteen uh, percent of that uh, subscriber base to review. <laughs> and uh, by if you go to our site, we got two other shows: the RPG Cast and Active Topical Banter. So you want to go and listen to? Don't those review as well. us on iTunes. Don't review that show on iTunes. Just tell a friend. Just tell a friend. <laughs> uh, boy. Mm. Um, I would recommend people also tell friends about the backtrack. It's you never know; you might turn somebody onto it. You know, and I still, I, yeah. You can follow us on Twitter. You can leave us comments on Twitter. You can write to us. I'm JC Servant at CyberlightComics.com. Mr. Minky is Albert Odyssey at Hotmail.com. So you can shoot us off uh, emails or write on the forums. Let us know what you think. And uh, and yeah, we would love to uh, to hear from you and read your comments on the air. We'll answer your questions in person or whatnot. Hey, we've got twenty six reviews on iTunes. I haven't looked at this in forever. We got twenty six reviews on iTunes, and we have an average of four point five. Wow, that is that is very nifty. Wow, thank they you. They have been leaving us the eight star recommended feedback though. No, no, no one's uh, no one's left us last comment. Well, it's been a while. We need some more recent comments, I suppose, because uh, the last one was January 26th, so it's been a while. Um, oh, you know, one of you guys mentioned somebody who listens to them all. He says, I am almost finished backtracking all your episodes and want to leave an iTunes review, but it's a pain and go out of my way. But since you guys go out of your way to make the show possible, here you go. Great show. I like the fact that it's long and a couple of episodes last me all shifts. <laughs> Love the reviews. This is why some people are like criticize the length of it. I'm like, I, I don't know. I get these comments all the time. Some people love it. There's always the one guy who, who has a crummy night job mopping floors. I will burn through 16 hours of podcasts over a weekend. I I get it all the time. But uh, anyways, love the review of the foreign games. So that's for you, Mickey, because you got to do some more import corners. And uh, maybe the reviewers from France, maybe they are foreign to him. (laughs) And listen to this. I wish Phil would just get would just. Uh, pe- just I guess let people go off once every once in a while and not be so organized <laughs> see I'm holding people back great show and thanks for all the staff for hosting a great experience so thank you so much for the positive comments you too can leave your comments at iTunes get us some more 2014 comments because most of them are from 2012 and 2011 actually so um, something about a bunch of nerds are on there so yeah <laughs> um, alright yeah because RPGs are inherently a macho activity. Hey, I'm macho, man. I was on the treadmill while I was playing my DS today, man. Pumping up my leg muscles. Yeah. All right. So thank you all so very much, Mr. Mike. You want to put us to bed? Uh, When we're done here, I'll probably go try and take on those stupid revenants that already killed me once in the, the forest of Dragon Age Origins. But you know what? I'm tempted. There's a quest now. I'm going to try and kill these things and get the, the juggernaut set of armor and complete the quest because that's how addicted this stuff is. And you got to get the ju- juggernaut armor because that, that stuff is awesome. Comes the a cool hat. How could it not be awesome? Comes a cool hat. In this game, that's saying something. So, yes, I look forward to it. That's
I four. Okay. No, three. wait. What? I'm since, gonna... since we don't have Scott or Apps, somebody has to read those lines. I can read. Uh, I can read Apps's line. Who wants to read Scott? Okay, I'm Scott. Here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Guys, I got a great idea. See that pile of mildewy? What the hell word is that, Minky? Mildewed? Mildew? Oh, mildewed. Oh, I'm like mildewed. Like it's a new drug they're Amazing. selling in Denver. Hey, you want some of this mildewed? Okay, that's yeah, going. That's the latest thing they're cooking up in the meth labs. Okay, that's going on the outtake reel. Chance that you may live, I pray we.